You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Two, one. Counting you down to Utah Jazz basketball. Donovan driving, lobbing, Rudy slam dunk. There it is. The NBA is on the Zone Sports Network, and we're counting you down to tip off. Oh, he came from down under to go up high. This is the ARUP Jazz Game Night Pregame Show. The ARUP Jazz Pregame Coverage on the Utah Jazz Radio Network is brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Lexus and Murray, and Lexus of Linden. Now it's time to get you ready for tonight's game on the Zone Sports Network. Jazz Game Night Pregame Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Brought to you by our friends at ARUP Blood Services. ARUP is the sole blood provider for Huntsman Cancer Institute, Shriners Hospital, University of Utah Hospitals and Clinics, and South Jordan Health Center. ARUP needs 100 donors a day to keep up with demand. Call today, 801-584-5272, and make your appointment. ARUP Blood Services. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson. Getting you ready for uh, this afternoon's matchup between the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. And Gordon will uh, will lay out if this game is going to mean anything for either team coming up here momentarily. But we do know the Jazz will face the Portland or excuse me the Denver Nuggets in the first round of the NBA playoffs in a six-three matchup. Yes, and that's the matchup I think that most many Jazz fans were hoping for. Careful what you wish for sometimes because this team is really good. It's got good young talent on it. Everybody knows about about uh, you know those those primary guys, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, in my opinion. Something different than what we've seen in the last couple of seasons against the Rockets. I agree. I think it's going to be great, and we can get into uh, more of those reasons uh, coming up a little bit later on in the pregame show. Tip-off, by the way, coming your way at 4.30 with Locke and Boone. But let's talk about what's on the line for the Spurs here for a moment. All right, uh, Gordon? So okay. before before the day began, and we'll get you an update here in a second, but before the day began, the Spurs could jump into the eighth seed in the West if the Blazers, Grizzlies, and Suns all lost and the Spurs beat the Jazz. All right? Okay. Uh, the Spurs could earn the ninth seed in that play-in uh, scenario if they beat the Jazz in Thursday and two of the three of the aforementioned teams lose. Okay? Okay. So here are your scores right now. Uh, in the third quarter with five minutes and uh, change to go, the Grizzlies all over the Bucks. Remember, Giannis is not playing in this game, mm-hmm. but it's 82-67. to 67. Wow. So the Grizzlies just creaming them. And then uh, the Suns are just creaming the Mavericks, 76-57. to 57. So if both those scores hold, if both those teams win, the Spurs will have been eliminated, Gordon, win or lose. So what does the, if that happens, what does that turn this game into today? It turns it into a full-on uh, exhibition for the Jazz younger players. And, and, and nobody cares who wins or loses. The care factor is in how the young guys play. And you can play well. Some of them can play well and still lose. And nobody with the Jazz will give a flying you-know-what. 
<laughs> well, they won't. Uh, yeah, either way, they won't in this game. And it, it'll be similar to last uh, year's uh, closer, Gordon. I know you remember that. What was it, double overtime, triple overtime game between the Jazz and the, uh, was it the Clippers? Where it, it was the Clippers, where both teams was were it? locked in and it didn't matter. And actually what had played out before the Jazz knew that they were going to play the Rockets, uh, like midway through the game. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. And uh, Grayson <laughs> Allen went off for 1,000 points, yeah, even though yeah. the game uh, didn't yeah, mean didn't anything. Get, didn't he get 40 or something? Something like that. Like yeah, just wild because uh, the Jazz were, were not playing all of their players, except for, of course, Joe Ingles, who had to keep the uh, keep <laughs> the streak alive. But how about this? Uh, Gordon, as well as Portland has played, and the, right now they're in the eighth slot. If these two scores hold and uh, the Spurs, I believe, win – or no, if these two scores hold and Portland loses to the Nets tonight, which starts at five, the the Blazers will actually be eliminated. That's how oh, clo- really? that's how close it is. Oof. Between these yeah. four teams, which is just nuts. And, and you well, know, there would be nobody happier than that with that than the Lakers. Right. If that were to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. The Lakers would rather have uh, any of those other three. Uh, aside from uh, Portland, especially the way Damian Lillard's playing, and and the Nets have actually been surprisingly kind of di- kind of tough in these scenarios, but I mean, I I think Portland's going to come away with the win there. You would think so. So we'll we'll keep an eye on those scores, so we'll know exactly what this game means to San Antonio. But I mean, it's 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 not looking good for the Spurs to have something to play for in this afternoon's game. And uh, the Jazz, uh, already it's been decided they will uh, they will take on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, coming up next in tonight's Hot Topic, Gordon, I want you to put some thought on this. Who has been most impressive out of the non, you know, big six, as we've called them on the big show, out of the non, you know, key rotational players? Who's really made the greatest impact with the opportunity they've been given with the bubble play? We'll get to that coming up uh, right around the corner. It's your Jazz Game Night pregame show brought to, you AR, brought to you by ARUP Blood Services. Getting ready for the Jazz and the Spurs right here on the Jazz Radio Network. You're listening to the Jazz Game Night pregame show. Presented by ARUP Blood Services. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jazz Game Night pregame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson getting you ready for the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Tip-off coming your way at 4.30 with David Locke and Ron Boone. Uh, Gordon, we'll get to to today's, tonight's, this afternoon's, whatever it is. Hot topic coming up here momentarily. But I've got some, uh, well, I guess this could be good news for you personally. You ready? Yeah. Uh, The Salt Lake City Stars. Uh, of course, uh, G League affiliate of the Jazz, have hired a new head coach to replace Martin Schiller. Uh, He is Nathan Peavy. He's been on the staff for three years, so uh, big ups to Nathan for a little bit of a promotion. But here's where you come in, Gordon. Um, You used to enjoy speaking a little German with Coach Schiller before he decided to leave. You, you, You two bonded over the German language. Uh Uh, Coach Peavy did play professionally in Germany. Yeah, he played for Paderborn, if I remember. So maybe he picked up a little German along the way, and you could bond with the new Stars coach over your <laughs> love of the German language. Well, he, I don't want to leave you out, Jake, but, uh, yeah, I'll see if I can talk to him a little bit. You mean uh, leave me out like uh, most uh, dinners with my in-laws where the Farsi comes fast and furious? And 
<laughs> I just sit there thinking, wow, I bet the, it's really interesting. I wish I could understand what was being said right now. <laughs> but that's that's great for Coach PV. Uh, the Stars uh, enjoying a lot of success this season. Of course, uh, we're good friends with uh, Jonathan Reinhardt, uh, the the president, and uh, support that organization. And uh, happy for Coach PV. And I, I, you know, I like it when uh, good coaches are promoted internally. It doesn't always work out, Gordon, but. You know, if you're having a little success, try to keep it rolling. Yeah, and he, he's uh, shown some uh, capability of developing these young players. He's only 35 years old himself. Yeah. So he's uh, up and coming. The Stars' role in the franchise I, I, is just going to grow with each passing yeah. year. I, I think the Jazz have done a really nice job utilizing the G League and, and really developing key rotational players. I mean, yeah. if you think uh, – and I've got the list right in front of me, so I'm cheating a little bit, but uh, – uh, develop players, uh, rotational players or players on the roster uh, who've spent time in the G League. Tony Bradley, Jarrell Brantley, Jawan Morgan, George Niang, Royce O'Neal, Mie Oni, Rajon Tucker, Nigel Williams-Goss, Justin Wright-Foreman. That's all with the stars, not to mention Rudy, who played some uh, with in the then D League, but the franchise wasn't here in Salt Lake. So, you know, they've done, they've done a lot to utilize that G League franchise to help develop rotational players, which in uh, Gordon is is going to be extremely important, um, I think, as the playoffs have uh, have arrived and the Jazz are short short Boyan Bogdanovich. And I want to get to tonight's hot topic, brought to you by U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank is helping businesses grow, families thrive, and communities succeed here in Utah and all across the country. U.S. Bank member FDIC. Gordon, out of, out of the kind of you know further down the bench rotational players or, or or players not in kind of that big six that we talk about, the starters and Jordan Clarkson. Uh, some of these guys have really got an opportunity they haven't had before to play and show their stuff and show that they can play a role for the Jazz going into the playoffs. For tonight's hot topic, Gordon, give me a, give me a couple of names, one, two, three, however far you want to go, uh, what you've seen from some of these guys who are pl- trying to play their way into the rotation. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is athleticism in the form of Mioni. Wouldn't you agree with that? Very much. And that, he's played some defense, which is good. Yeah, yes. And all these guys should play defense if they want to find a way to find a, a place both on the jazz and in the heart of Quinn Snyder. Uh, he, he's he been – I mean, I'll, I'll, grant, I'll tell you, I, I didn't know much about him when he was playing in the Ivy League, but that guy's got some potential. I can see what the jazz saw in him and are trying to bring that along. Jarrell Brantley at times has shown some good, rugged, uh, kind of versatile defense. Uh, I find him fascinating. Uh, and, and I believe defense is really what's going to get it because the guys, the Jazz have offense, and they're looking for guys who can come in and, and spell certain uh, uh, periods of time, maybe in a playoff setting by trying to shut somebody down or wear somebody out. And the Jazz are not particularly strong in that category, and so there is opportunity. There is, and I'm glad you mentioned Oni because I think he's kind of the most likely to play a bit of a role in the playoffs just because he can go in and uh, he's a versatile, long player who can play some defense on the the other team's better players. So I I think that that will benefit him. But I want to highlight Tony Bradley a little bit. I know he doesn't fit exactly into the question that I asked you, Gordon, because he really has been a rotational player for most of the season. But an issue that we've seen this year without Derek Favors, and especially at the beginning when it was more Ed Davis in the rotation, the Jazz were just dreadful when Rudy would go to the bench. 
And and Tony Bradley is not the perfect player by any means, and he's got a long way to go. But but speaking of the stars in the G League, he has come a long way, and his care factor is through the roof. And I thought that there have been uh, some games in this return to play where Tony has played really really well. He will not be you know as good as Derek Favors uh, at least at the moment. You know, obviously he's not going to be Rudy Gobert, but you've got to have a player that you can go to that one isn't going to foul out within the first 5 minutes, two give you a little defensive bite. Yes. And three hustle up and down the floor and and really make the other team work. And I think Tony Bradley has has stepped into that role as much as anybody could have uh, could have expected this year. Yes, add energy. And I hate to keep repeating ourselves, but the, you know the defensive end. The other day, when uh, Tony Bradley had that nice that nice block, it was kind of like okay, now that speaks to everybody. Uh, you know he can score around the basket. I mean, he's shown that capability as well. But when he does that kind of thing where he uses some degree of understanding of what's going on on the floor and some savvy uh, to see him play well at the defensive end, uh, that that is what's going to give him greater chances to really contribute. So if he can do that, then the Jazz will want to, keep him around for quite some time yeah and if he can go out there in a in a series against the nuggets gordon and make mason Plumley work a little bit you know and, and lean uh-huh. on jeremy grant a little bit you know if he did spend some minutes going up against Jokic, you know don't don't just you know let him make hay while rudy's on the bench you know make it hard for him and yeah i, I think tony bradley has the potential to play a really key role for the jazz in this in this playoff run if they're going to have some success tony bradley's going to have to be a part of it so one I, of the jazz's worst nightmares is to have rudy have he can't play the whole game right. and when he leaves the game suddenly to have the other team have this burst that that's what they're trying to eliminate. Right. And Tony Bradley's a big, big part of that. He is a big part of it, but he's not all of it, of course. And right. and that's why Jordan Clarkson, for instance, his role on this team in the playoffs is going to be critical. He's going to have to come in and, and do the scoring for some of that bench unit. You know, some of the other players like Joe Ingles, who we've seen, you know, go with some of those bench roles or, or Mike Conley, certainly, you know, they've, they've got to find a way to make it work. And those bench players who maybe haven't seen a, a whole lot of playoff action uh, before are going to have to come in and pick up that intensity uh, because the bench has been an issue at times. And during this restart, it was a bit of an issue at the beginning. And then kind of we don't know how it's gone because they've thrown so many wonky lineups out there. So you hope that experience they got in the restart will make them, you know, suitable to come in against. A, and Denver is a fairly deep team. I mean, that's going to be a tough series, and they're going to need production from players that haven't really done it before. And they're, Yeah, exactly. And that last part you just added is really significant because what happens in playoff series? These teams become very familiar with one another, and you have to be smart. You have to be court aware. You need to know what's going on out there uh, because it's too punitive if you don't. And so if you're out there making mistakes, then Quinn's going to yank you right back onto the bench again. Uh, You're not going to be seen as being useful if teams can, uh, can make hay when you're making mistakes. And so that's why it's so important for these guys to gather everything they can and we'll see that during this game where these younger players are going to get a whole lot of time and Quinn's going to be paying attention to their awareness, not just their ability, but their awareness and because he cannot abide a bunch of, uh, I'll call them rookie mistakes. You just can't do that in the playoffs. Yeah. 
Uh, let's get a scoreboard update real quick. Of course, uh, keep in mind if the Grizzlies and Suns both win before uh, the Jazz tip things off, then uh, the Spurs will know their fate. But get this, Gordon, at the end of the third, uh, the Grizzlies on top of the Bucks, 93-74. to Again, Giannis is not playing, so not looking good for the Bucks. And how about this, Gordon? The Suns are leading the Mavericks, 99-76. to The third quarter isn't even over yet. Wow. The, the Suns scored 36 points in the first quarter, 40 points in the second quarter, and so far have scored 23 points in the third. What's gotten into that team? I mean, oh, it's it, it, it's probably the the Matador defense that the Mavericks play. Don't you think that has something to do with it? <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's a, they're they're beating everybody. The Suns are. Well, maybe they just needed a little break to get a little perspective, or maybe the competition has been a little bit off in the bubble. <laughs> I give them much. a lot of credit, though. I mean, seven yeah. and zero on their way to eight. No, that's pretty amazing. It is. It is. I. I. I don't know. I. I didn't give the Suns much credit, but uh, they seem to be quite difficult right now. How crazy is it that that they could win eight consecutive games and still not make it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the only thing, a little, uh, a whole lot coming a little too late, I guess. I guess. But, yeah, the Suns, the Suns seem to be doing something right, and that's not something you've been able to say about the Suns for a while now. All right, it's your Jazz Game Night pregame show. Uh, getting ready for the Jazz and the Spurs. It's brought to you by ARUP Blood Services. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson. We'll talk a little bit more about the Jazz potential, or not even potential, the Jazz playoff matchup against the Denver Nuggets coming up next, 97.5. You down to tip off. This is the Jazz Game Night pregame show. Presented by ARUP Blood Services. On 97.5, 1280. The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Jazz Game Night pregame show brought to you by ARUP Blood Services. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson uh, getting you ready for the Jazz and the Spurs. As we mentioned before the break, not looking so good for this game uh, to mean something for the Spurs. The Grizzlies. Uh, on top of the Bucks, nine minutes to go in the fourth, 97-77. The Suns all over the Mavericks at the end of the third, 104-79. If both those teams win, the Spurs uh, are el- eliminated uh, from the playoff picture. So uh, we'll keep an eye on those scores for you as the pregame goes along. If they haven't quite wrapped up by the time we throw it to Locke, I'm sure Locke uh, will keep everybody up to date on that. But, Gordon, I want to talk to you not about today's game. We'll take a break from that for a moment, but about the Jazz first-round playoff matchup, the Denver Nuggets. It's going to be a 6-3 matchup, uh, Jazz with a 6 seed, Denver with the 3. Uh, nothing that uh, happens uh, in the NBA today will alter that, so we know what's going to happen. Of course, last time we saw the Jazz go up against the Nuggets, Gordon, it was one heck of a ball game, double sure overtime, was. and the Jazz lost by 2 134 to 132. Rudy Gobert, of course, fouled out. But Donovan Mitchell hit many huge shot for the Jazz. In fact, he and Jamal Murray just traded big shot down the stretch. It was so fun to watch. But the Jazz, all three of the Jazz matchups against the Nuggets this year uh, have been very close, even though Denver's won all three. And if that game on Saturday, Gordon, is any uh, kind of preview of, of what we're in for with this series, this going to be a lot of fun. And how many times did you think during that game, hey, this could be a playoff series right yeah, here? Right. I mean, that, that, that thought kept occur- occurring and reoccurring with, in my mind, and uh, I was looking forward to it. I'm, I'm glad this is what we're going to see. And one thing to keep an eye on is, is that, that matchup with Rudy. I mean, can he, 
can he play the way he did early in that game? Or is he going to play the way he did later in the game? See now that that see that's the the million dollar question, Gordon, because Jokic had two points in the first half. He had 28 points in the second <laughs> half, and he had a, a great all-around game. He had 11 boards, seven assists, three steals. Uh, he played. Uh, he played really, really well. But but you're right. The first half, the Jazz were really effective, and, and Rudy in particular was really effective. The second half, not so much. To his credit, afterward, he blamed himself multiple times. He really was aware that he had made some mistakes. The question is, can he can he repair them? Can right. he, how, how long will it take to fix it? Can it be fixed? And, uh, you know, that is a tough matchup for any big man. It is, but I mean, so is Rudy because Jokic is not – I mean, he's he's a lot better than he was, but but Jokic is not a pick-and-roll defender. Yeah, that's true. That'll be that's a key true. matchup. And, and I really thought that's what Rudy was doing so effectively early in that game. Right. And – but uh, – but, uh, the Joker is a difficult guy to guard at the other end, even for probably the best defensive player on the planet because of his multifaceted skills. He can bang you down low. He can take you outside and hit the three. And that's particularly difficult for Rudy Gobert, even though he's been working on that for a long time because so many teams have forced him to do it. And and that's what the Nuggets will do as well, drawing him away from the basket so that he can't clean up when guys like Jamal Murray are beating their man off the perimeter. Now, if unfortunately Rudy fouls out of any of these playoff games, the Jazz will have something to figure out because uh, I'll tell you what, putting Royce one-on-one against Jokic at the end yeah. of a, an overtime, that did not <laughs> that did not work. No, it didn't. Uh, and, and so, that, again, we always talk about Rudy Gobert in a way that puts an awful lot of uh, I'll call it burden on him. So he has to play great defense against a spectacular player. He has to clean up the messes when his teammates uh, cannot contain their man and he can't get into foul trouble. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, you got to be effective at the offensive end too. Is that all? <laughs> yes. Is that all? Because that, that doesn't seem too hard. It's a lot. It's a lot. But but and, isn't Rudy the one you want to have that role? You know, see, the thing with these playoff matchups against uh, against the Rockets is the way the Rockets play kind of takes Rudy out of it a little bit. It certainly doesn't play into what he does well, right? Against the, against the Nuggets, I know Jokic is a lot better than, say, P.J. Tucker, uh, you know, right? But this is still a more traditional type role that Rudy, I think, can have more of an impact. Yes, I, I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. So, can he do it? That's uh, well, you know one thing about this is we're going to find out. You and I have talked a lot about whether Rudy is uh, is worth the money that he might think he's worth. We're going to find a little something out about that in yeah. this playoff series. Th- you know what? That's a great point, Gordon. I mean, this is you know the playoffs, of course, in the NBA is where you make your money. Uh, there, that's where the spotlight is the brightest, and and you really can have the most impact. And going up against the best players. Yeah, I I bet you're 100% right, Gordon. I bet Rudy is viewing this as a real opportunity to go out and prove a point. Yeah, so can he do that and keep himself controlled? Because as we talked about earlier with the fouling, he cannot allow, as tempted as he is to be really aggressive, he has to be careful. Yeah. All right, coming up next, uh, we will talk about the Jazz and the Spurs. We'll get Gordon Monson's keys to the game this afternoon. We'll share some starting lineups if we get it. It's all straight ahead. Jazz game night pregame show brought to you by ARUP Blood Services. (laughs) 
Jazz Game Night pregame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson getting you ready for the Jazz and the Spurs this afternoon. Tip-off coming your way around 4.30. Locke and Boone will have all the action for you. Stay tuned. Quinn Snyder, Coach's Show, coming up. Shoot-around report as well. Uh, Gordon, keeping an eye on the the uh, games, other games going on in the bubble right now, which have an impact on the Spurs and whether or not they're still alive for the playoffs. One down, one to go. Gordon, the Grizzlies beat the Bucks, one hundred six eighty five. That game just ending as we speak, and uh, with about seven minutes, uh, seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the Suns beating the uh, Mavericks, one hundred nine to eighty eight. If both those, if the Grizzlies and the Suns both win, the Spurs will have been eliminated regardless of what happens between the Spurs Jazz and the Blazers Nets. The interesting part, though, Gordon, is if the Grizzlies and the Suns both win, Portland has to beat the Nets to get into that 8-9 uh, play-in game. Yeah. Or yeah. games, and, I should say. And you can count on that Phoenix win. That's just – that's – put it in the bank. Yeah, it's all but over. I mean, they, yeah. they lead by 21 with seven minutes to go. I mean, I don't – the Mavericks don't have anything to play for. They've uh, they've wrapped up the seventh spot. They're playing against the Clippers, uh, which is going to be a great matchup, by the way. I We can't talk about this enough, Gordon, and we'll get to your keys to the game here in a minute, but all the playoff matchups, and I know we don't know the eight quite yet, but if Portland gets in in that eighth spot and it's the Lakers-Blazers, Clippers-Mavericks, Thunder, uh, uh, Rockets – and Jazz Nuggets, those are all terrific series that are going to be fun to watch. Yeah, there's no such thing as perfection, but that's about as close as you can come right there. Competitively. Yeah. Again, the NBA yeah. probably wanted Zion in, but if we're talking about competitive series, it I, I can't think of – I actually can't think of a better – I mean, internally, even with the teams that made it, a better matchups in the first round than what we're going to get. They're all interesting. I can guarantee you that if you administer truth serum to the Lakers – they would be bumming over having to play Portland in that first round. Oh, and when your yeah. one is bummed with playing your eight, what does that say for all the teams in between? Listen, if if the Lakers, uh, let's say they get the Blazers in the first round, they'll they'll if they go to win a title, in theory, they'll have have to beat the Blazers, the Rockets, the Clippers, and the Bucks. <laughs> if everything went chalk, that would be their that would be their road to a title. That's brutal. That is, that is, and and I'm telling you, the Lakers have shown a few cracks in the hole. They 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 got to get themselves, and maybe that's just a function of playing these seeding games, and it just hasn't been that uh, enthralling for them. But uh, I don't. We're going to find out. Yeah. It's going to be fun getting there. All right, Gordon. Since the Suns have all but won, that means that uh, the Spurs have all but uh, been eliminated. So, give us a couple of keys that you're going to be looking for from the Jazz out there on the floor this afternoon. Well, first thing is they got to make sure that nobody falls into a pond on the way over to the gym. You saw that story, did you? Staying staying healthy will absolutely be at a premium because this game, as you pointed out, means nothing. What, what does it mean? It, it, it's just an opportunity for the younger players to get some experience and to see if they can demonstrate to Quinn Snyder uh, the kind of, of uh, kind of court savvy they need to have in order to contribute to the Jazz if they are called upon in a playoff series. That's the only thing about this game that has any meaning whatsoever. True. I hate to say it that way, but that's it. Maybe a little bit of a, of a tune-up for the starters. Um, injury report, of course, Rudy Gobert not going to play today. Uh, Mike Conley not going to play. 
Um, last I saw, Manuel Moutier was questionable uh, on the last so uh, how can injury they, report so, I saw. So, so if that's the case, how in the world can you tune up for uh, for the playoffs? Because it's not the team you're going to have when they begin. So it's it's kind of jumbled right from jump. And so what is, what what's left to do? Uh, to coordinate those younger players. That's really what I see here. Because I think guys like George Niang, he he's found his range. Finally, Joe Ingles has found his range. We've talked about that, and he's been, uh, you know, a really good uh, setup guy on the floor. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has found his range, and so well, you don't want those guys to go out and go one for eight, because then it brings doubt into their minds. But so, so there is some usefulness for them. But I think it's it's all about the young guys. I think so. Maybe. Uh, by the way, quick update: uh, Manuel Mudiay is indeed out for this afternoon's game. And uh, at least Utah Jazz, uh, their Twitter account has uh, Donovan up. Looks like he's warming up before the game. And maybe Donovan gets a little work, you know, uh, to to stay sharp. I'm with you, Gordon. You won't be playing with the full rotation in, in those lineups. But he missed the uh, the last game for the Jazz, so maybe he wants to go out there and get a couple of shots up. We'll see. Yeah, Donovan go out and work up a lather a little bit and then come sit down. Yeah, I don't think we'll see any of the starters in the second half, certainly. No doubt about it. All right, coming up right around the corner, we'll throw things over into the lower bowl. Lock and Boone will take it. Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. Shoot around report for you as well. Gordon and I will be back at the half. It's your Jazz Game Night pregame show brought to you by ARUP Blood Services here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Utah. Gobert's the rim. He catches in reverse jam. Jazz. Kicks to Ingles. Right corner three. That's Happy Valley. Basketball. Gobert just power turns and packs it. This is Utah Jazz basketball. Are you kidding me, Donovan Mitchell? Are you kidding me? On the Jazz Radio Network. Pick and roll. Conley lobs it high. Gobert slam dunk. Cross court. Conley. Open three. Good. Utah Jazz Basketball is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Lexus in Murray and Lexus of Linden by Zions Bank. For a noteworthy approach to banking, Zions Bank is for you and by your Utah Toyota dealers. Flash! Three ball! Donovan Mitchell! Now, live from Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, Utah, here's the voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke, with the legend Ron Boone on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Hello! How are you? Welcome to Vivint Smart Home Arena, where I'm hanging out and the Jazz are in Orlando. Here's a crazy thought for you. It was 295 days ago that with as much anticipation on any NBA season than probably the Jazz fans have had since Stockton Malone, that we entered into this arena right here for the Utah Jazz to play the Oklahoma City Thunder on October 23rd of 2019. 295 days ago, and we will close the regular season of the NBA tonight. Just so you have this in perspective, we were really worried about Donald Trump and the Ukraine on October 23rd of 2019. Just so you you forgot about that, didn't you? Oh yeah, that whole thing. 
Oh yeah. It's been quite a 295 days. From a Jazz standpoint, it's, and Quinn Snyder will talk to this about this in a little bit. It, it's to, to Quinn, this has actually just been a completely new season. And a rebuild of a basketball team that didn't have Boyan Bogdanovich and need to find a new way to play. A team that is now taking the second most amount of threes of any team in the NBA behind only the Houston Rockets. A team that is playing with an accelerated pace. A team that is forcing more turnovers than it did before. From my standpoint, when the Jazz entered into the campus bubble in Orlando, they went with four goals. They were in the playoffs. So they had to rebuild their basketball team to what they were going to be. So one was to discover actually a new starting lineup, a new a new go-to lineup, a new figuring out of like what, who are we, what are we going to be, who is this? That has been discovered. The Jazz starting lineup has been terrific in the bubble. In fact, one of the best lineups the Jazz have had in all of their time. The second goal for the Jazz, I think, was to discover a, a new style of play. This accelerated pace, this more catch-and-shoot threes, defensively getting into guys a little bit, forcing a few more turnovers, and the Jazz have done that. The starting lineup particularly is forcing turnovers. The Jazz were one of the lowest in the rate for the season at about 12% of all defensive possessions. They're up at about 16 17% with the new starting lineup, which is, which is really a big jump from where the Jazz were before. It it's could be as much as you know in two or three turnovers in a game uh, for that group. The Jazz starting lineup, Michael Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal uh, with, with Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert as the lineup I'm speaking of there at that point. The third thing the Jazz had to do is figure out a bench unit and that was not, that did not go well to start the process. The, the Jazz ended up having a hard time early on trying to figure out, and Emmanuel Moutier did not play particularly well, and George Niang couldn't hit shots, and Jordan Clarkson couldn't hit shots, and the bench was a problem, and they may have figured that out. That's still, I think, a question go moving forward. And then the last piece of this puzzle for the Jazz was giving their young players who had been the best team in the G League, led to Martin Schiller winning G League Coach of the Year, and Bart Taylor winning GM of the Year of the G League, give them 60 minutes of NBA action. If you could get them 60 minutes of NBA action, better than they can get in the G League, better than they can get in the preseason, better than they can get in the summer league, you're really going to learn something. By the end of tonight, they're going to be close. A bunch of them going to be close to 100. So they have knocked off most of those little pieces of success. By the way, here's the number of the day for you. The Jazz starting lineup of Conley, Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, and Rudy Gobert is plus 19.2 when on the floor so far in the bubble. Jazz and the Spurs coming up. It'll be Jazz and the Nuggets in the playoffs. We'll get the schedule at some point here. Who knows when as the Jazz get ready for it. That's what's on tap. Brought to you by Miller. We invented light beer on the Jazz Radio Network. Stairs and inside the coach's office. You know, my mind is on our team. Right before tip-off, here's David Locke with head coach Quinn Snyder. It's the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show. Ready? Time now for the Coach's Show with head coach Quinn Snyder. And coach, I don't know, like, I can't fathom this because I don't really actually even understand anything that's happened in this. This is the final game of the regular season of the night of the 2019-2020 season. Can, can you wrap your head around that concept? It, it's, it's hard to see 
you know, to, to, to see it. Frankly, for me, it, it's, I, I, although it's true on paper, the way we've approached this has been different. I, I've really looked at this like a new season um, with a new training camp, um, you know, with a new regular season. The only thing that, that I think would be consistent is the playoffs. Um, and even that, you know, because of what's happened, it's a little different, frankly, more than anything, because there's no fans. I mean, I, that that's probably the biggest difference in the playoffs as far as the 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 two-part regular season. Um, you know, I, I think there's been some things that we've wanted to do that you don't get a chance to make adjustments on the level that we wanted to make them. Um, you know, unless you have a lot of time in between, and that's also that's time to study. Um, you know, it's a process and then time to teach. And um, it, it's, it really is what happens normally in the off season. And we were fortunate to find out that, you know, Boyan had his surgery early on because it, you know, has given us a chance to, to try to adjust. And, and frankly, the things that we've been emphasizing are things that we want to do with, with Boyan. Um, you know, you just, there's been a process for us. You don't really know about a team. You have to make assumptions and then, you know, you adapt and adjust. And in this case, we've adapted um, and we're still adjusting. You know, I hope we can do a better job on the defensive boards, but um, it's been a good, it's been a good process for us. What, if this is the second season, what have been the areas of success in the second season? Well, I think I may have mentioned on the front end, you know, I I felt like we'd need to shoot more threes. um, And that, that's, that's something we've talked about this year. Um, and we made progress, but we shot such a good percentage that it just made sense to shoot more. Um, we've tried to be more aggressive early in the clock. And as you know, you know our, our, our three-point attempts are significantly up, particularly in comparison to other teams, I think exponentially so in that regard. Um, and we felt like that was important. You know, I wanted to see our defense, you know, have more activity. I felt like that's important because we, we've been more of a position-oriented team. And, you know, with our, with our, our lineups being, you know, smaller, felt like that activity and getting hands on balls and getting some more deflections and turning some people over would also give us a chance to shoot more threes uh, in transition. And then, you know, having a chance, you know, we watched Mie, Rajon, Jarrell, Jawan, um, th- those guys play during the year. Um, but we watched them play either on film um, or occasionally if, you know, schedules permitted, we could sneak over and catch a Stars games. Having those guys have an opportunity to play, and particularly because there's a need, you know, with, you know, we're, we're without Boyan, um, you know, our wing position, you know, we, we, we need to build depth there, and, and those guys have an opportunity to help us there. Coach, best of luck today. Congratulations on success in the second season as well as the success you had in the first season. And pretty excited to get rolling for the playoffs here next week. Sounds good. That is the Coach's Show brought to you by Fanatics for authentic Utah Jazz player gear, including jerseys, shorts, warm-ups, and more. Visit fanaticsauthentic.com slash Utah Jazz GU. That's fanaticsauthentic.com slash Utah Jazz Time for our starting lineups. The Utah Jazz come in at 43-28, and 10th best offensive team, 12th best defensive team under the direction of head coach Quinn Snyder. Your leading scorers, Donovan Mitchell at 24 points a game, and here are the starters. 
And now, the Zions Bank starting lineup for your Utah Jazz. And now, at point the guard, Zions Bank starting lineup for your the Utah, Utah Jazz, Jazz from the at Ohio point State guard. Donovan Mitchell, 6'3 guard from the University of Louisville. At shooting guard. Jordan Clarkson's wide open left corner pocket, nailed it. At small forward. Joe Ingles, 7'4 from Australia. At power forward. Royce O'Neal, Buckets O'Neal. Follow me on Twitter. And at center. Tony Bradley, number 13, national champ. Zion's Bank. Utah Jazz without Mike Conley and without Rudy Gobert. So just to confirm that, it's Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, and Tony Bradley as your starters. Let's the San Antonio Spurs are 32 and 37. They are hoping to continue their playoff streak, but they need miracles to happen today for that to happen, and they have not happened. So they are officially eliminated from the playoffs as we embark on this game, and here are their starters. The San Antonio Spurs. Right out to the wing, DeRozan. He gets it into Pirtle. Nice bounce pass inside to Murray. Right wing, White will fire a three, and it's good. Murray starts a break the other way. Deep right corner, three. Patty Mills. Good day, Mike. It's DeRozan. Screen by Murray. Driving. DeMar into the paint. Euro steps his way inside. Spins in a layup off the glass. Gay takes a three, takes the three. That shot is good. Walker finds a seam, takes it inside, and slams it down. Spurs starters, that's Bill showing their great radio voice. DeRozan's their leading scorer. He's not playing today or not starting today because Murray, Walker, Pirtle, Johnson are all starting instead. He's at 22 a game. Patty Mills, Bryn Forms, Derek White are all their next set of scores, and I'm not sure we're seeing any of them either. Those are your starters brought to you by Zions Bank. Zions Bank bringing your starters all season long in this wacky season. Appreciate them very much. Zions Bank. They haven't forgotten has kept them in business on the Jazz. For 50 years, he's been in the game. With that knowledge and expertise, he gives you the inside story with your exclusive shoot-around report. It's Ron Boone. Hey, Ron Boone, before you start the shoot-around report, what were you doing 295 days ago? 295 days ago, let me do some subtraction. I need a calculator. Um, same thing I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. First time all year. Right. <laughs> I point that out. <laughs> First one, long time ago. Yeah. All right, what's the shoot-around report? Getting ready for the Denver Nuggets. Oh, well, whoa, we're tipping early. We're going to tip it off right now. Jazz <laughs> tipping it off. You don't have to give a shoot-around report, Ron. We had a whole scene setter mm -hmm. open. We, we we jumped at 07 instead of 10 today. Donovan's wearing his new shoes. He's got the Crayola colors, light blue and red on the two different shoes. As Clarkson works in the paint, turnaround jumpers up and in. Boy, his footwork is unbelievable, especially when he gets down in the paint and, and he uses that's probably where he uses it the most to get his shot off. Left side, driving for the Spurs, going up and blocked by O'Neal. Here comes Joe Ingles playing another consecutive game. He'll play every game of the regular season yet again. Out to O'Neal for three. No good. And the rebound comes down to the Spurs. Pushing ahead, DeJounte Murray, the six foot five long, lanky point guard. Kicks it out to Walker, their second-year player out of the University of Miami, Florida. His floater's no good. Jazz will play the Denver Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs. We don't know when that'll start. San Antonio Spurs have been eliminated just about 30 minutes ago. Clarkson, three, no good. Rebound comes down to the Spurs. DeJounte Murray in the front court again. Left side, 
over to Keldon Johnson, who's had an unbelievable bubble session, but his drive is blocked, I think, by O'Neal. Royce O'Neal gets his second. Fast break, Bradley at the rim, no good. Coming the other way in bright red shoes is Walker, super athlete, not a great shooter yet, trying to refine his game. Inside, working, is Samanich, it's no good. And he's fouled, though, by this time by Royce. Ron, weird game, Jazz are set. There's no, no doubt of what's gonna happen. The Spurs were watching television, I'm sure, all day, hoping for a break, knowing it was unlikely. They didn't get one. Memphis beat Milwaukee, 119-106. Phoenix beat Dallas, 128-102. And if Portland wins tonight over Brooklyn, then Memphis will play Portland in the play-in game. On Saturday, Portland win once. They wins once. They advance to play the Los Angeles Lakers. So, having said all of that, you would have to think that okay, the 22 teams that were invited to the bubble, this worked. This system worked. Yeah, I mean, Portland, only probably the Washington Wizards didn't work, but you weren't going to just not invite any Eastern Conference team, were you? <laughs> you could have just done that. Donovan rise and fire three off the bounce right side is good. What are you trying to get today out of Donovan, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert not playing, Joe Ingles? What do you, other than getting them out of here healthy, they didn't, you know, Donovan didn't go the other night, so what are we trying to get out of them? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Donovan uh, and, you know, the coaching staff, uh, Johnny Bryant's been working with him about certain things that he would need playing against the Denver Nuggets and not so much against the, the San Antonio Spurs. And... and uh, you're always trying to prepare sometimes the game ahead, especially when a game like this doesn't mean anything. He better prepare because he got Torrey Craig coming out and pull-up jumper. Got yeah. it, Donovan again. Evidently what they're going to work on is a pull-up jumper when Jokic drops off the three because that's what the uh, first two shots have been is when the big is dropped. Pirtle, uh, they have. I'd like to see him shoot that shot right off of the screen because if, if, if uh, Craig is trailing, you know, he's not going to block that shot. Nine times out of ten, he's going to foul. Donovan is really struggling against Corey, Torrey Craig. We'll, yeah. we'll kind of intermix our Denver talk in the midst of this because that's obviously our focus. Tony Bradley, beautiful. beautiful move inside, coming full throttle, holds the pivot, drops it back to the middle, a little hook shot up and in. Awfully nice there. Well done. Timeout, 10-4. Utah, an early jump by the Jazz. And they lead it by six in the bubble in Orlando on the Jazz Radio. My! Utah Jazz Sound Flash. Quinn Snyder. Everybody's got to be ready. We're going to have to at least have the option to get to the bench in some crucial minutes, and that's going to be important for us. And I think it's also important for you know, Joe and Mike and Donovan to get to know the younger guys and know what they can do. Good to see those guys have an opportunity, as you said, to get their feet wet, so to speak. I think their feet are wet. We just need to get deeper down. There's a process there that those guys all go through of kind of finding some cohesion. Quinn Snyder talking there. Quinn Snyder returned to professional basketball coaching the Austin Toros. I don't think they were the Spurs yet. Uh, Greg Popovich obviously running the Spurs organization. Very important to Quinn. Here's a note that Andrew Shortson, our socially distant stats person, just gave me. The first sub-500 season for Greg Popovich since the 96-97 season. It'll also be the Spurs' first non-playoff season since 1996-97. Just to put this in perspective, Tom Haberstow added on on Twitter. 
Robert Parrish was still in the league in 96-97. Mm-hmm. Wow. For the Boston Celtics. Oh, I don't know who Robert Parrish was still playing for at that point, but 96-97. So Memphis won today, Phoenix won today. So the Spurs will not make the playoffs. Joe Ingles flares to the left corner, drives the baseline, stops, fakes multiple passes, flares it back out to Donovan. Back into the post to Joe. Joe looking to distribute, finds Clarkson. Seven on the shot clock. Jordan step back, left hand three, or right hand three, but off a left hand dribble is no good. And getting back to Popovich, now he's hit one over 1,200 games. Yes. And like Jerry Sloan, he came into the league with two stars. When he's entered as a head coach, Tim Duncan as a rookie, and the Admiral. Pretty good ones. Pretty good. Both That's in the Hall of Fame. Great way of starting your career. It helps. It's amazing how good coaches get with good players. Yeah, absolutely. Lonnie Walker penetrating, floating, and scoring. It's been a big stretch for Lonnie Walker and the Spurs future. He's averaging 11 points, only shooting 39%. As I said earlier, superior athlete, learning kind of how to integrate all that into the NBA. Joe Ingles drives, lobs it high to Tony Bradley. He can't handle it. Royce O'Neal sneaks in, steals the lunchbox, eats the Oreos, and lays it up and in. No s'mores. No s'mores don't work in a lunchbox. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I didn't know. Here's DeJounte Murray, hard drive. Nice help defense by Royce O'Neal. Rotate out to Samanich. Right side, three comes up. Keldon Johnson is good. Spurs, I would guess, are not playing DeRozan. We might not see Bellinelli. They said DeRozan was going to come off the bench, and so we'll see if that happens. So they're going to give him just a minute or two. <laughs> Joe Ingles penetrates. One hand soft pass to Clarkson. Not enough to get a shooting window out. Back to Donovan right side. Donovan has two threes already. Right foot is bright blue. Left foot is bright red. He gives it out to Clarkson. Penetrates. Blows by the defense. Gets in the lane. Tries to pass it to Bradley and stolen by Pirtle. Jordan's like, ah, what am I not shooting for? Here comes Murray. Back up top to Johnson. Johnson is just 19 years old. He has been really good in the bubble. They're naming the all-bubble teams. Beautiful pick and roll by the Spurs. Donovan fouls Pirtle on the roll. Sometimes you know what you're supposed to do. You're just late getting there. And that's exactly what Donovan got caught on the backside. Uh, Ends up picking up a foul. Did they count the bucket? Couldn't tell whether or not they did that later in the process. Ron, what's your thoughts on the Denver Nuggets? They beat us all three times we played them. I, I, I was just telling the guys there, the Denver Nuggets are a solid basketball team, and they have a ton of shooters. And, and I think that's the strength of this basketball team, other than Jokic. Other than? Oh, yeah, my just, goodness. And, and I'm, I'm, I want to get to that in a minute, David. Uh, but it takes a few minutes to. Donovan, rise and fire three, going right this time. Last two are going left. He pulls up and misses. Murray loves the right hand, gets into the lane, snakes back, pulls up, 18, or excuse me, 14 footers, good. Spurs lead at 13-12. Jazz are set as the sixth spot in the Western Conference. They will play the Nuggets. The two teams with the most home court advantage in the NBA will play each other without home court. Pull up three for Ingles is good, and it's 15-13. Spurs will go home tomorrow. They were not eliminated prior. Teams are eliminated prior to their final game will go from the arena straight to a bus, straight to the airport, and do not pass go. Tied at 15, Ingles fouled up top by Johnson. 
Six, 16 left first quarter. Utah Jazz play-by-play -play, proudly presented by Golden West Credit Union. Right now at Golden West Credit Union, get a home equity line of credit for .99 APR fixed for up to 11 months. Apply online at GWCU.org. I had a great time yesterday over at a uh, golf event and the Golden West Credit Union guys were there. Mm -hmm. Talked to them for a while. They were very polite. They were very complimentary of us. I always like that. It was nice. You were at a golf tournament, and I was at the Utah Open. Yesterday. So I was the celebrity, and they had a pro on the hole mm -hmm. hitting. So there, I was just there as supposedly a celebrity, which really, I, it's a, that's a stretch. Um, but then they had, because of my golf game, they actually had someone they called a pro who was there hitting shots instead. Uh -huh. it's, it's true. It's like, the, <laughs> can they be like, can you be more like revealing about what they think of your golf game? Like, We'd, we'd let you take a shot for the other team, for the scramble team, but you would do no good, so we'll bring somebody else in. Donovan, another off the bounce three, and he buries it. Donovan Mitchell's got three in the first quarter and nine points of Mountain America Credit Union. Three-point shot, that's $50. Courtesy of Mountain America Credit Union, the Huntsman Cancer Research Foundation. Find out more at macu.com. Donovan with... Nine points. Jazz lead to 18-15. Donovan directing traffic coming up the right side after a Spurs miss. Hesitates. Tries to drive on Walker. Can't get anywhere. Finds a Bradley pick. Pocket pass to Tony. Tough catch. Beautiful footwork. Lays it up and in. Vince Lagarza's on the sidelines. Fist pumping Tony Bradley for that move right there. Yeah, he, Vince is definitely responsible for that. They worked on that hard together. Bellinelli's in the ballgame. Could be the last time you see Marco Bellinelli. He had a really good year. I'm not saying he should retire, but he is... He is, I believe, of retirement age, shall we say, in the NBA. Well, Bellinelli, I'll look that up for you, David. Marco. While he's doing that, let me give you tonight's injury report presented by University of Utah Health, presented by U University of Utah Health, the number one ranked hospital in Utah by U.S. News for seven straight years. Jazz without Boyan Bogdanovich for the entire bubble stretch. Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert and Emmanuel Moutier all out today. Bellinelli in his 13th year. Mia One in the ballgame for the first time. Oni has been very good for the Jazz in this stretch. He's hit 5 of 13 from 3 and may have earned himself playoff rotation minutes. 20 to 17. Lob down low to Tony. Great pass from Donovan Mitchell, and Tony lays it up and in. Nice start for Tony Bradley, who's got 6 points. 22-17, Utah. 5 minutes to play first quarter. Murray trying to drive, finds a cutting Johnson. Bradley is there, fouls him. Johnson finishes. That's the next step for Tony is to have a impact around the rim. We're so spoiled because we have the most impactful of all. I've got a great Nuggets uh, jazz note for you, Rampoon. Let's hear it. So the Jazz are 0-3 against the Nuggets. They lost um, all three games, including the loss in double overtime the other day, and the six-point loss the first time, and the three-point loss the first time. So the Jazz are about minus 13 against the Nuggets this year in three games. When Rudy Gobert is on the floor and Nikola Jokic is on the floor. The Jazz outscored the Nuggets. Really? That is despite the fact that Jokic had 30, 21, and 10 in one game and had an insane 28, 10, and 4 in the other, the Jazz actually outscored the Nuggets in the minutes that Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic shared the floor. In fact, Jokic was good but not great. Left corner, Mia One from Donovan Mitchell misses off the back handle, and the rebound comes down to the Spurs' Weatherspoon. What was most noticeable, Ron, is in the few minutes illegal pick knocks Donovan or knocks Royce O'Neal to the ground. So that's a foul. In the most noticeable thing is what happened in the very few minutes 
in which the most creative center in the NBA was on the floor without Rudy Gobert. And those minutes didn't go so well. Like, in the 13 minutes that Nikola Jokic played the Jazz when Rudy Gobert was off the floor, in 13 minutes, Ron, he went four for four for nine points and had six assists. In 13 minutes, the Nuggets were plus 18 with an offensive rating of a 128 in that span. Uh -huh. So I would suspect that if Rudy Gobert does not get in foul trouble, which will be hard against Jokic, that we will not see a single minute of Jokic on the floor in the playoffs without him being guarded by Rudy Gobert. And Rudy, for the year, I think, is like 31, 32 minutes a game. I think Donovan was somewhere around 34. Uh, in the bubble, it might be more. No travel. It's going to be more, yes. No, I think you're going to see coaches take guys to 40 with regularity. Donovan and long commercial breaks. Donovan makes the free throws. What a first quarter for Donovan. 11 points for our star. First time All-Star this year would be the highlight of his season. Bellinelli swings it left side to Murray. Left corner to Johnson. Into the post, it's Jakob Pertl, the former youth, the Austrian, working on Tony Bradley. Beautiful step-through move on Tony, and he lays it up and in. He's a free agent. I don't know that any free agents are going to get paid in this climate, but he has a chance to have a new role and some more time, and he has been open about his desire for that. Originally drafted by the Raptors, traded in the Kawhi Leonard deal, now with the Spurs. Nice work for him. 24-22, Jazz by two, timeout on the floor, and the Jazz rating. Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. It's Jazz 24, Spurs 22. Jazz are set for six in the playoffs. Spurs have been eliminated. So there's not much on the line in this final regular season. Game. But, Ron, it's been quite a regular season with all sorts of excitement and, and fun. And in fact, I think people might have, well, I mean, it's been hard to remember all of it. So let's go back to opening night in case you might have forgotten. Conley gets to the left corner. He's wide open for three. Missed it. Rudy Gobert will follow with a plus. Bounces to O'Neal. Blows by Gallinari and dunks. Conley keeps the dribble alive, switches to his right hand and scores. Mike Conley's first field goal is a member of the Jazz. One minute to play, Jazz by two. Donovan driving at Gallinari, spider spins, floats, misses. Own rebound, follow up and in. Donovan drives, attacks Adams, rises, fires, hits. Oh, Donovan Mitchell, don't do me like that. So fun to hear the fans in the background. We're missing that, but the excitement of the season Still out there. Jazz makes some substitutions, and it's awesome to see Jawan Morgan back out on the floor for the Jazz after that scary knee injury. He's back out there. Donovan Mitchell may be done for the day. That was a great eight minutes for him. He scored 11 points, two rebounds, and three assists, so he had an impact. It's Clarkson, Ed Davis, Joe Ingles, George Niang, and Jawan Morgan. Jordan Clarkson off the bounce three, which is not his forte, and he pulls up and misses it. Donovan Mitchell's going to be watching a lot of film, Ron. He's a film watcher. He's looking at things. He's always aware, and he's got some work to do because, yes, I did more Nuggets prep than Spurs prep today. I'm openly admitting this. So when Donovan Mitchell and Torrey Craig were on the floor at the same time this year, Ron, you ready for this? I'm ready. Donovan Mitchell was 15 of 54 shooting for 28% and 5 of 23 from the field. Now, he wasn't always guarded by Torrey Craig, 
But that is the lineup matchup. And if you actually dig in the first night, Donovan was actually 0 for 8 when Craig was the defender. So pretty tough matchup there for Donovan. He's going to have to figure out a way to deal with that. Nice three by George Niang, who's now up to 11 of 33 for the bubble, which puts him right at 33%. Ingles left wing after the Jazz get a stop. Ingles walks back into a corner three off the bounce. And this is Ed Davis, offensive rebound, back up and scores. Oh, Ed Davis, that's beautiful. Well, that's what he's made he a living. Fouled. He should have been on the free throw line. Then. That's how Ed Davis got He's gotten paid a few times in this league. The best offensive rebounder in the league, and that was a power move right there. I said it the other day, Ron. I know that Ed Davis has had a tough year and a lot of frustration and didn't play a game since February 1st. He is a break class in case of emergency playoff player, and you know exactly what you're going to get. And against Denver, our biggest problem, as I clearly prepped Denver today, is we were really... We really struggled in that series when Jokic went off the floor. So when they've gone to Jeremy Grant as their center or done something of that sort, it's caused us some pretty significant problems in the series. And we're going to have to figure out an answer of what we're doing if they're going to decide to play Jeremy Grant as a center. So it makes him faster. Uh, he has great leaping ability can, and can stretch the floor from what I saw you know, last night, which brings me back to what I was going to get to earlier. And since we, we have a timeout on the floor, by the way. We're keeping it here, so don't, yeah. if you're uh, wondering what's going on. The Denver Nuggets, I was looking at Jokic, and I was thinking back, David, of uh, back in the day when I, well, back in the day when I, when I played, you just had guards out there on the floor. You had two guards, and you, regardless of who they brought the ball to the floor, nothing to it. Then it became a point guard. Then all of a sudden, you got a point forward. And what I saw last night with Jokic, he's a point center. He brought the ball to the floor. He got into their offense. He was directing traffic. 100%. Grant had a tremendous basketball game because of Jokic. He touches the ball 98 times a game. Unbelievable. Which is tied with Luka for most of any player in the league. And they have a statistic called team share of possession, right? Okay. So you get the concept? Like how much yeah. of the time? He, Jokic has the ball. I believe it was, um, actually, let me, give me one second to just uh, confirm it because I don't want to be wrong because I'll use it again coming up. Uh, Jokic has team touch share is 23% of the time. He has the ball for the Nuggets. This is the highest of any player in the NBA. More than Harden for Houston, more than Westbrook, more than Doncic for, more than Trey Young in Atlanta. Luke Nikola Jokic has the ball in his hands for a larger percentage of the time for the Denver Nuggets than any player for any team in the NBA. And he's a seven-footer. It's crazy. We'll we have to use that again. Now, Ron. <laughs> Monday. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, I'll have more stuff by Monday. My head will explode. Oh, Jordan Clarkson drives the lane, tries to jackhammer it onto the rim, misses offensive rebound, Ed Davis back up, and he's fouled. And Rudy up on his feet applauding Ed Davis, who hasn't gotten much playing time. No, hasn't played since February 1st. And Jazz, by the way, have taken 13 of their 22 shots as threes again already, David. Jordan came around and he wanted to put that one down, wasn't able to. Sabanich gave him a little bit of a trouble there. Might have been Eubanks, actually. I checked that. Sabanich is on the bench, so that's Eubanks. 
Ed Davis, whose free throw shooting is sometimes a little wonky, but he makes both of these. Or he makes one, he made the basket. Jazz lead at 32-23, we've got a palindrome. And it's always bad to be on the wrong side of a palindrome. Walker, top to Murray. Eubanks, left block, working a hook shot over Niang. Loose ball rebound. Ed Davis, Ingles up the front court with Ally over his number two, and he'll rise, fire for three off the back handle. Niang casually gets the rebound, gives it to Clarkson. Jordan's right corner three is right down the middle, and he puts it in from the right corner pocket. It's 35-23, Jazz by 12. Weatherstone left the floor. Is his name Weatherstone? Weatherstone, yeah. Yes. Left the floor uh, really limping, like his, his knee. Uh, knee I hate that. Nice rebound by Juwan Morgan. Jazz come the other way. George Niang, right side three, no good. Loose ball, high above the actually right side. Eubanks grabs the rim. Out to Bellinelli. Of retirement age, may not retire. Good player. Pull up mid-range jumper, no good. Rebound comes to Niang. Ron, you didn't know when you played your last game, right? Uh, I mean, most players never no, know. No, 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 I did You get waved or something like yeah, that, right? Like, right. most players never find out. I wonder if I wonder if Bellinelli knows. Like, I'm not trying to walk him out of the league, but, right? I mean, he's, what do you say, how many years has Bellinelli played, Ron? Just this 13th year. Okay, well, you know, it's, it's coming to an end at some point, right? <laughs> um, I wonder, you know, there are a bunch of those guys right now. Vince Carter wasn't quite sure he was playing his last game when COVID hit and suddenly realized as it was happening that it was probably going to be his last game. What a weird way for him to go out. One of the legends of the game. Thirty-eight twenty-three. So the Blazers will play later tonight against Brooklyn, who seemingly are shorthanded, but they've been really impressive actually in the bubble. If the Blazers win, they'll play Memphis. If the Blazers lose, I believe it'll be Memphis versus Phoenix. The Suns have been eliminated. How about excuse me, the Spurs have been eliminated. How about the Phoenix Suns, Ron, who went 8-0 in the bubble. 8-0 in the bubble. They have something to build on there. Yeah, Monty, and you could tell when we played them in that scrimmage game that they had come to the bubble to play. Yeah. 21 seconds left in the quarter. Jazz 41, Spurs 24. DeJounte Murray at the top for the Spurs. Shot clock's at 8, game clock's at 14. In and out dribble, off his knee, recovers it at the baseline. Swings it over the corner, Lonnie Walker, whose jump shot's no good. Davis taps it, Clarkson has it. Clarkson tiptoes himself around Jawan Morgan, comes to the front court two seconds, gives it over to Yang, three at the horn is short. And the first quarter ends with the Jazz leading the San Antonio Spurs by the score of 41 to 24 on the Jazz Radio Network. Comrade, Coach Mike Wells joins us now. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys? I'm good. We've been talking a lot of Denver, so our fans would probably like us to talk more about San Antonio with the Jazz leading 41-24 here at the end of the first quarter behind 15 of 28 shooting and 8 of 19 from three. Tell me what you've seen on the floor in this one. 
Well, I thought we, uh, you know, we played fast, and I thought we played with a purpose. You know, you've seen some of the starters, you know, Donovan and Jordan Clarkson and Joe come out and, uh, you know, get started quick and get a rhythm, and I think that's what you want to see on uh, the last seeding game as guys come out and, you know, have their legs under them and, and have a little rhythm on offense. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we've tried to emphasize playing faster and shooting more threes, and to get 19 attempts up in the quarter is uh, – Definitely on on par there. Talking to Quinn today, he made the comment that he is, he, you know, I was talking to him about this being the end of the regular season. And he's like, I really just view this as a second season. We had to redefine who we are offensively and defensively. How do you see how the team has redefined itself both offensively and defensively? Well, we spent a lot of time, you know, during the break um, trying to figure out uh, how we were going to try to make up more points and play a little differently. And, you know, you, you have uh, 60 games worth of information on your team and then how you try to make up some of those uh, holes in your in your offensive game. So, you know, I think that we've tried to play faster. Uh, I think that was a huge emphasis of really trying to play a lot faster because we are a little bit smaller, but we are quicker. Um, and then how many three attempts we get up. And even, like, to the point of, like, trying to turn guys loose on the offensive glass a little bit and let them offensive rebound to give us an extra possession or maybe an extra bucket. I love this concept. I think it's really interesting. And honestly, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it from a media standpoint prior to getting into the bubble. Ron, like this idea that you're not actually trying to recreate what you had. Use the data of what you have been given to rebuild your team or, or alter your team into a more appropriate manner. Do you think that was unique to Utah, Mike? because of the Boyan injury, or do you see other teams doing the same thing? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. You know, I know that Quinn has definitely drove us in that direction. Um, you, you know, the break did seem, it was so long that it did, it did seem like, you know, another season, but you have the exact same group back minus one offensive player, um, you know, which was such a big piece. So how can you... How can you take the same group and then get them up to speed really quick? Um, and I think you've seen, you know, the group offensively really gel and come together here over the last few games where we've had, you know, stretches with the starters playing where we've been as good as uh, we've looked at at any point during the se- this season or the last one. <laughs> 41-27, Jazz lead is 14 as... Samanich hits a three for the Spurs to make it a 14-point game. Ingles back in the game, comes off a dribble to the left hand, gets in the paint, takes his slow steps, gets it swatted by Eubanks, and the ball comes out to the corner to Metu out of USC, to Murray out of Washington. We'll pack 12 action. They'll be the only ones we get for a while. Eubanks inside, loose ball, Bell and Ellie picks it up. In the 41-29, Jazz. It's it. Mike, you really have me thinking here, and this was not what we intended to talk about, but Welcome to AdLib Radio. <clears throat> if you think about the teams that have scuffled in the bubble, it's been Milwaukee and L.A. and some of the teams that were on the top of the heap. And I wonder if it's actually been really hard for them to re- try to recreate the same thing over again that they had, went, you know, the same whatever magic they had internally after all that separation. Yeah, well, you know, I think once you get around that 60-game mark in the regular season, you know, these guys are such finely tuned athletes, blocks that you know you're you are you know who you are and you are grinding towards the playoffs 
to be at your peak and to take that much time off, I, I don't know. And then to try to be, get your rhythm back totally, I, it, it's just a different feel that nobody's had to go through. I, I don't know. I think each team's personalities probably handled it a little bit different. Jazz um, 45, Spurs 29, met to hard drive at Davis Falzon. Davis got another field goal. He's got three, four field goals today and nine points. 60 game mark. That puts you in January, don't you think? Somewhere in there. 60 players. probably gets you to March, doesn't it? Yeah, I February think well, March, right? Isn't, yeah, that, yeah. isn't that, is that, we were early March when we uh, when we stopped playing. I don't know. I think we were around 62 games. Um, you know, we were, yeah. or maybe yeah. more, right? 64, 66. How many games do we have left? Lock, I know you know. <laughs> well, we've played... The, this is it. This is this is we're, we're playing our eighth and final seeding game. We're going to finish having played what seventy-two. Okay, I think that's right. So we played sixty-four when we had stopped. I can do that mm -hmm. math. Yeah, I didn't know. Kind of forgot what our record was. So <laughs> I never know that. If I don't write it down on my prep sheet before every game, I never know. And then there's always some guy who asks me. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Forty-five, thirty-one. One is Oni is back in the game. Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Ed Davis, Jordan Clarkson, Samanich nails a three left side. Forty-five, thirty-seven. Jazz by twelve. Donovan's back in the game now. So getting a little more more work, and Donovan's got to get work. He didn't play the other day. He can't go thirteen days without playing. In and out, right hand dribble, puts the scoop off the glass. No tip. Follow Ed Davis. Ed Davis is having a revival. 11 points today. Lonnie Walker, heavy right-hand dribble, in and out. Flings it out to the wing to Johnson. Johnson gets inside, blocked at the rim, fouled at the rim. And the Davis season high was seven. It's nice for Ed on what has to have been a frustrating season to have 11 points and six rebounds in eight minutes. Though I would say, with that kind of experience, I'm sure if you have to, that's Ed Davis is one that your coaching, the coaching staff would feel completely comfortable heading into uh, putting in a playoff game if you had to. Mike Wells, guess what I just got? I don't know. The playoff schedule. And okay, I bet you want to know like? it. Yeah. Monday, we will play at 11.30 Mountain Time. Uh, local television as well. Wednesday, we will play at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Friday, we will play at 2 o'clock Mountain Time. Ed Davis just got knocked to the ground. Let's hope he's all right. Kind of an awkward fall on a rebound by everybody. Ed's got his, dropped a few profanities, has his arms wrapped around his legs. He grabbed his left knee as he got knocked down. He came down, he got hit on the side of his left knee as Keldon Johnson flew in from the outside and Ed is has a look of dismay on his face and is eating the top of his jersey while limping and signaling that he needs to come out. And taking deep breaths. This is one of the most stoic, high pain tolerant, subtle leaders to this team. Ed Davis has done more off the floor for this team than maybe anyone on the whole roster. Mike, you could probably attest to how often there were important meetings and Ed Davis was in them this year. Yeah, just uh, complete professional uh, on every level. Um, and it's invaluable 
um, contributions uh, in the locker room, on the plane, uh, team meetings, you name it. Um, you need veterans. You need veteran presence. You need uh, guys that understand the league and what it means to be a professional and how you have to carry yourself every day. And Ed Davis has been uh, all of that for us. Let's hope he's all right. 40 did not he didn't. Veteran players know when something's wrong. He was acting as though something. Ron, you'd agree he was acting as though something was wrong? Oh, absolutely. And, and I was just thinking that uh, David, was it Laurie that said that Ed Davis was the best teammate he's ever had? One, no, it was one, Damian Lillard. Damian, well, okay. <laughs> Who's, you know, the greatest player <laughs> in the world right now. <laughs> so, yes. All right, back to the playoff schedule. Jazz lead 47-36. We, we have the... We, the Mountain Time Zone matchup is getting the TV respect you would expect here. Um, uh, so we'll play at 11.30 a.m. on Monday, 2 o'clock on Wednesday, 2 o'clock on Friday, 7 o'clock on Sunday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So we're just going every other day, and we will be the first playoff game starting at 11.30 on Monday. It's not a lot of prep time, but it gives you the weekend. Royce O'Neal, yeah. three, no good. Playoff basketball in August. Let's go. That's right. It was <laughs> um, we'll talk more about the uh, matchup a little bit in the fourth quarter when we join you. Mike, thanks so much for taking the time. Okay. We, we appreciate it. Great insight. And uh, always enjoy the conversation, my friend. Okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. 47-36, Jazz by 11. Every other day we're going to work, Ron Boone, with – with energy and excitement as Brantley gets blocked on his way to the basket. Tony Bradley jousts for it, keeps it alive, brings it back up, misses the layup. Brantley tips it up and in, 49-36 Utah. Ron, what's your thought on that TV schedule? Well, or on that game schedule? It's just every day. And that's the way they're going to have to get it in. I mean, just happy that there's going to be playoff basketball. And a lot of radio listeners on those games, I think, with... 11.30, 2 o'clock. Bad for podcast listeners, but good for radio listeners. Quinn Snyder wants a timeout with 6.04 left here in the quarter. It's 49.36. Utah Jazz 49, the Spurs 36. Nothing on the line today. Spurs have been eliminated. Jazz with a six seed. They'll open Monday at 11.30 against Denver in the playoffs. But that doesn't mean the NBA doesn't have some excitement. So let's head on our America First Credit Union NBA runaround. Booker on the drive. Out it comes to Payne. Three-pointer. Shazam! Oh, wow. And the Suns again will be the record-breaking team that wins all eight of these games. All eight. That's right. The San Antonio, excuse me, the Phoenix Suns go 8-0. and That gives them... That knocks the Spurs out of the playoffs. And let's continue on our runaround. Valanciunas shovels underneath for Clark, who powers it up and in. It's a triple-double for Jonas Valanciunas. Morant gets in the lane, kicks in the corner for Dang. Three on the way. Triple-double for the rookie. Morant as Orgie Dang kills the three. And that puts Memphis into the play-in game. That win right there put Memphis into the play-in game earlier today. That is your America First runaround, brought to you by America First. Financial products and services you need to take care of your family, home, or business. Whatever you need, we're here to help. Visit AmericaFirst.com for details. One, three on the shot clock. Lines back up, goes one-on-one, -on -one, drives the lane, loses the ball out of bounds. It's going to be interesting to see as Oni plays more, Ron, whether he can continue to be 
that reserved player that, you, you know, you got yourself into the lineup by being willing to be the fifth best player on the floor is the way I phrased it. Can you still do that? You know, once you start playing, you want to stretch your wings a little bit more. And, and hopefully plays with him and himself. If you can stretch your wings, but just don't try to do too much to the point where you're getting yourself in trouble and get taken out of the ball game. When, you, when you're a player like Oni, you, you don't want the team to lose anything when you go in the ball game. 49-38 is Metu puts in two. Forty-nine, thirty-eight, right side. Oni for three. Oni hits it. He's one for two today. He is six for fifteen in the bubble. If the Jazz can get that from him, they'll be pleased. I think he'll get playoff minutes, Ron. I think he's earned that. And again, the Jazz. Remember, the one thing lingering for the Jazz is the Mike Conley third child, and Mike very well may have to leave the bubble at some point in time. Now, <coughs> he's not playing today. Fact of the matter is, I actually haven't seen him in any TV shot cutaways. Ooh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm totally playing. Bellinelli right baseline pull-up jumper is good. DeMar DeRozan does not look like he will check in today at any point. We just got a shot of him on the sideline. I think those were slacks. Maybe they were gray sweats. Not sure. Brantley, right side with the basketball. Swings it over to Oni. He'll take one dribble, fire the three. He'll miss that. And the rebound comes to Pirtle. Just square those shoulders just a little bit more. Lonnie Walker, three for the Spurs, makes it 52-43. So Brantley, Tucker, Niang, Bradley, and Oni. What an incredible use of the bubble by the Utah Jazz, Ron, to get these guys marquee minutes. And when you suddenly look at it, they're all going to have played about 60 to 80 minutes of basketball against NBA caliber opponents in today's a little different because it doesn't quite count the same way, but in games it counted. Like that is hard. It is hard to find those minutes. That's not G League. That's not Summer League. That's not preseason. These are way better minutes to learn about your players. Yeah, and the Jazz had that luxury of, of, of doing just that, you know, with, the, with their young players. Whoa. Free ball from the top. For George Niang. Tough shot. The total minutes played coming into today for each of these guys. As the foul off the ball. So, go ahead, Ron. Looking at, well, this says, go ahead, because this is not related to what you want to talk about. All right. That's nice of you. Thank you. Um, Oni has played 73 minutes, so he'll probably get close to 90-plus. Rajon Tucker is at 60. He'll get to 80-plus. Jarrell Brantley at 54, he'll get to about 75 here as he blocks the shot of DeJounte Murray at the rim, then loose ball rebound on the second try, comes down to Tony Bradley. Here's Brantley, he's gonna, he's gonna conduct. He's comfortable with the ball in his hands. He's almost a little point guard, or not little, just big point guard. I said this about Jarrell Brantley, do you think I'm crazy, Ron? So, uh, somebody asked me what role do I think he could play, which I thought was an interesting question, like you're trying to put his skill set Sometimes these players, like he's 6'8", 245, 250, and likes to play with the ball in his hands and move past the ball. He's not a great shooter, so he can't space. I can't tell what kind of rebounder he is yet. That's actually my biggest. I wonder if you could have a, could he be a bench unit Draymond Green? He has the skill set, I think. Own it. And the size. 
Top to Tucker. Tucker falls over as he drives, so he retreats. Now comes back at it with a loose dribble. Fading back, tough jumper as the shot clock expires. No good. Loose ball rebound off the Spurs. Jazz ball. So get, sorry, elaborate on that a little bit more. Work. Talking about Brantley? Yeah. Yeah, because he, he does have this, the skill set, which means he can handle the basketball. Uh, watching some of the, the, the film, the, the highlights of him playing in the G League, he can distribute the basketball there as well, which means he can find open people when, he, when he's dribbling the basketball uh, with his head up, if you understand what I mean. He, he's he calls for a pick here on a pick and roll, then crosses over, drives, goes into the defender, pump fakes once, finishes at the rim. So he has a power game. Just so I, I just wonder if there's a tremendous amount of upside to his game maybe next year or the year after that. You know, how good would he be? Oney defending. Jazz bring a double. Rotated out to Bellinelli. Right side three, Marco Bellinelli again. You know, the San Antonio Spurs are 37% three-point shooting team. They're just not a mid-range shooting team. Here comes George Niang getting a handoff, firing the Jazz. 26-3 attempt of the game. Jazz already have 10 threes in the first half again today. That's $100 to the Utah Food Bank, courtesy of Mountain America Credit Union. Visit macu.com. They just don't take many of them, Ron. The Spurs yeah. are a good shooting, three-point shooting team, but they've taken six so far today. It's just not a part of their rep repertoire as of yet. Jazz lead it by the score of 57-46. We'll take a timeout. You're listening to Utah Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz 57-46. They lead by 11 with 2.46 left. They'll be playing their first playoff game Monday at 11.30 against the Denver Nuggets. That game will be broadcast both locally on radio and television for you. Social justice has been a major focus going on throughout this time in the bubble. Mike Conley talks about it. It's a time that we all have to try to, you know, do our best to listen and try to understand as best as we can where people are coming from because being a black man in America is hard to explain what, what it's like. So, you know, for those who aren't black, just understanding and listening and being able to have a conversation without getting angry or heated or emotional over it to where you can't accomplish anything is important. You know, Ron, I was at that golf event yesterday. Mm -hmm. 36 groups came to Five different conversations throughout the day got to racial injustice with the NBA players kneeling at the anthem. Some, one of them started with a guy walking up to me, put pounding his finger into my chest three times and telling me how it's disgusting the players are kneeling. I mean, like, it, like they weren't all pleasant conversations, but there were five conversations yesterday that took place that wouldn't have taken place otherwise. And by the end of all five, it was great. Uh -huh. That's the whole point to what Mike Conley said. Jarrell Brantley inside, spin move and a layup. Wow, Jarrell Brantley showing some special offensive skills here, there. And now defensively on the other end, playing in the middle. Cuts off the drive by Samanich. What do you think of that butt move right there by Jarrell well, Brantley? Well, that's what I mean. I mean, two, maybe next year, who knows? But that was just a, a spectacular move. Going to his left, spins back to his, to his right. It elevates. I mean, some guys spin back and they don't have the legs to get up. He had the legs to get up and finish I don't think he's got a strength issue on anything, Ron. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty comfortable that any strength test that Jarrell Brantley takes, he's, he's going to be all right. Yeah. Jakob Pertl misses a free throw and a foul by the Jazz. Brantley's got six points, one rebound, one assist. What do... <laughs> I don't know who. Uh, I played in the Utah Open I don't know. yesterday, and we never yeah. had that conversation. Never had one conversation? Not, 
not about social justice or uh, anything yesterday. Yeah, I got one where it started with the guy poking me in the chest three times. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, okay. We can talk more about it offline. One right side. Oni gives it up to Brantley. Brantley's outside the three-point line, swings it left side to Rajon Tucker. Tucker. Oh, he's got some airspace. We'll step into a three, miss it. Rebound comes down to Pirtle. Tucker, just two of eight on threes from the bubble with 13 free throws in 60 minutes would be the highlight for Rajon Tucker. DeJounte Murray drives into the body of Bradley and lays it up and in. So is Tucker, you think he's the most athletic of these? Boy, I don't know. That's a that's an interesting question. He can jump the highest, right? But he has to do two feet to be able to jump. He, he's a two-foot jumper. Every move yeah. around the basket is two feet. Jakob Pertl fast break the other way. So I don't, I don't know that I'm willing to give him that because I think there's such a difference between being an NBA athlete compared to being just a pure athlete, right? Tucker, top to Brantley. Maybe Brantley's the best athlete to be able to move at this left, hard left-hand drive. Jump stops, wraps it over to Niang. Three ball on the right side, no good. Rebound Pertl. Brantley evidently is a two-foot jumper too, I just learned. Brent, but Bellinelli, right side three, no good. Rebound comes to Niang. I'll explain what I mean in a second as Tucker leads the break, brings to the right side, gets by the defense, hangs at the rim, foul to get two more free throws. Sometimes when you're, I'm not a scout like that, I'll leave that to the guys that are brilliant at it, former Jazz guy, Walt Perrin, Dave Fredman. You know, we got plenty of guys, Andrew Mealy and the crew and Dennis and Justin obviously. But sometimes the play that's not made tells you more than the play that is made. So Jarrell Brantley just drove left side, had his man completely beat, needed to come off one foot and just lay it up and in. He had that basket right there and he couldn't do it. He stopped, he came to two feet, he threw a nice pass to the corner three. But the fact that he didn't go all the way there jumped out to me a little bit. Am I fair on that run? Yeah, great, great way of putting it because he had a chance for maybe even an and one. Right. And, and didn't get it. Tucker at the line. Tucker, 13 free throws coming in today in just 60 minutes of play. 61-50, Jazz by 11 with 48 seconds left. So fun to have basketball back, and playoff basketball starts Monday at 11.30. Murray, the top, guarded by Tucker. Little floater inside, no good. Rebound, Brantley. 32 seconds left. Two for one opportunity, Jazz won't take it. It would have been a rush. Quinn says, hold it up. Brantley's playing the point guard with this group. It's pretty interesting. He basically is playing Draymond Green right now. Works on a pick and roll. Attacks with a left-hander in the lane. Floater, no. Bradley tries to jam, follow, can't. Hangs on the rim for a while as the Spurs come back the other way. 12 seconds left. Tucker, who probably can have the biggest impact defensively getting into someone. Guarding Murray. Murray attacking Bradley. Stops. Flares it out to Samanich. Samanich for three short. Long rebound to One, and we'll go to halftime with the Jazz leading it 61 to 50. Utah will open the playoffs Monday at 11.30 against the Denver Nuggets. And then play every other day until they advance to play either the LA Clippers or the Dallas Mavericks in the second round. Rob Boone will be up on television right now if you want to see the elegant Booner. Otherwise, Jake Scott and Gordon Monson are standing by on the Jazz Radio Network. Thank you. First half of the book, 61.50. There are few things better in the world in my book than NBA Twitter. Because there's good people on it, but Dan Devine's one of them. He's very good. He just tweeted out, Terrell Brantley is 6'5", 250-pound tank with a 7'1 wingspan who seems to have the goods to defend a bunch of different positions. 
Shot 33% from three at high volume in the G League and just ran the point for the Utah Jazz for about four minutes in the first half. Seems like a dude to keep an eye on. <laughs> I would think so as well, David. Sounds like he's been watching a little basketball and has a pretty good eye for talent. Does, does a nice job. Yep. A lot of great NBA writers out there. And frankly, my biggest problem is keeping track of all of them. By the way, every time the Utah Jazz get a block shot, Cypress Credit Union will donate $50 to the Community Recreation Association, a nonprofit organization that provides funding for youth in our communities to participate in sports, other extracurricular activities, Cypress Credit Union. Your future is our future. All right, let me update you on where we stand. It's the Jazz 61 and the Spurs 50. We know the Jazz playoff opponent. It is going to be the Denver Nuggets, and their first game will be Monday at 1130 playing at 11.30 on Monday, and then we'll play every other day. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, before we advance to play the winner of the LA Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks. The Spurs were eliminated earlier today. Both Phoenix and Memphis won their first game, uh, games earlier in the day, so the Spurs have been eliminated from, this, from the playoffs for the first time. Scott Foster is somehow like delaying the game right now. Gosh only knows what is going on, but we have a delay to start the second half. It's not probably Scott Foster's fault, but he is who's noticeably doing it. Some guys running around, uh, getting a headset and things, masked, of course. The, ja the NBA with another. He was late getting back. He was late getting back. The NBA with another successful no positive test. So here's our lineup to open the second half. It is Nigel Williams-Goss, who's come back from his sprained ankle. Mia... Oni, Jarrell Brantley, George Niang, and Tony Bradley. Here's Brantley, open floor, spin to the rack, layup. No, he's fouled. And the spotlight on Jarrell Brantley. One of the things that will be very interesting in this upcoming series is how the Jazz deal with the Spurs, excuse me, with the Nuggets when Jokic is off the floor. Now that sounds crazy because it'll happen very rarely. But when it did happen this year, it was not it was not good for the Jazz. That that'll be something that the Jazz have got to find a way to figure out. 6250. Would you like me to elaborate more on this? Yeah, like I, to I'm gonna chime in on that because yeah. whoa, breakdown. And an easy layup for Lonnie Walker. The Nuggets have two different games, two different styles okay. of play. And without Jokic on the floor, they play faster. Okay. And, and they shoot probably more threes um, in transition than they do when he's on the floor. Um, now, is that a problem for the Jazz? I, I guess against the Denver Nuggets, it has been. The most common lineup that they played against the Jazz without Jokic was Plumlee, Grant, Dozier, Morris, and Porter Jr. That lineup was okay against them. So that's them playing center, but they also then dropped some lineups, kind of strange groups along the way where they played without Plumlee. And that was a little tricky. We're one minute into the third quarter. Jazz had a defensive breakdown, and then they called the timeout. 62-54, the timeout called. I'm trying to see if it's called. I think it's going to be called by the Jazz. Shooting foul on Nigel Williams-Goss and it's 62-54 on the Jazz radio network.
Soviet Union on the Zone Sports Network. Ingles left wing after the Jazz get a stop. Ingles walks back into a corner three off the bounce. And this is Ed Davis, offensive rebound, back up and scores. Oh, Ed Davis, that's beautiful. Jarrell Brantley inside, spin move and a layup. Wow, Jarrell Brantley showing some special offensive skills there. Ed Davis had his best stretch of the season today. Eight minutes, 11.6 rebounds, one assist from that America First game summary. And then he hurt his knee and he will not return. And that is too bad. It's always scary when you're in, in, in traffic and all of a sudden someone falls into your, to your legs. Sixty-three, fifty-four. Jazz with Nigel Williams-Goss. Nia Oni, Jarrell Brantley, George Niang, Tony Bradley on the floor. And Niang works himself in the lane, floats up a six-footer up and in using his Iowa State scoring prowess there. Spurs have out on the floor their starting five for the game, which is a little different than their regular starting five. Murray, Walker, Johnson, Samanich, and Pirtle. Those are your Zions Bank starters. 64-57, Jazz by seven here. Jazz will play Monday against Denver. Niang flares it out to Oni. Back to Niang. Brantley sets a pick. They swing right side to Williams. Goss to the corner. Brantley catch and shoot three from the corner. No good. Shot 33% in the G League. Offensive rebound, Tony Bradley. Here comes Oni for a two-hand slam dunk. 66-57. Here's a wild card question for you. Any chance this is Pops last game? It's a good question. I've been watching him. I mean, he's, he's well, he's always had that um, Pirtle, nice step through on Bradley, scores it. He's always had that, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm tired of this, you know, when you're interviewing. Yeah. Uh, and so just wonder if he is getting tired. Double stagger, right to left. Brantley comes off with a left hand, throws a one-hand pass to Niang, who hits the three. I was reading an article about De'Aaron Fox, and Fox said one of the skills he had to learn to be an NBA player was to pass with one hand, Ron. Huh, interesting. Never thought about that, but the two-hand push pass that you're always told to throw when you're a kid takes too long in the league. And if you're Brantley there coming off the bounce right there, he threw a nice left-handed strike to that set up Niang for the three. Here's Brantley, hard right-hand drive in traffic, pass out to the wing to Williams-Goss and hits the three. That is a pretty good two-play sequence. We're putting a lot of focus on Jarrell Brantley. Nice for Williams-Goss to hit the shot. But that's a pretty two-play two sequence of ball handling, ball movement by Brantley. Left-hand pass off the drive, coming in, and then I got was two-hand pass, probably still dominantly left-handed, but to the corner. To Williams Goss, that's pretty neat stuff right there. Back to back assists. Timeout by Greg Popovich, 72. <laughs> 72 61, 855 left in the third. Jazz will play their first preseason game against the Denver Nuggets on Monday at 11:30. So we know that. Bubble life. Jazz and everybody else living on the campus in Orlando. And Jalen Brown of the Celtics is sick of one of our players. 
being here in this bubble, I guess people might not speak on it, but it is a challenge to a lot of guys. It's like you at work all the time. Like a lot of time, a lot of guys, when they get done playing basketball, they want to be able to leave and forget about basketball for a little bit. It's impossible here, here in the bubble. You go chill, you might see Donovan Mitchell sitting there and you're like, man, I don't want to see him right now. But <laughs> it kind of is what it is, so. They're having fun. I have a, by the way, on the whole social justice thing, I'm going to throw this out there. Those two, Donovan and Jalen Brown, yeah. could have a tremendous impact on our society in the next 20 years. They're both young, they're both bright, they're both well thought out, they're both very active. They're very interesting individuals to keep an eye on. Jalen Brown turned down a massive Celtic contract as well because he's ready to be a star. So I think he'll also be the next James Harden who leaves his team that he's on right now. And then I thought he was going to do that. He was ready, also. at least they might trade him or something like that because he did make a little noise yep. about that last year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think he's, I think, I think he wants to be the star. That's becoming Jason Tatum's team. Williams Goss drives the lane, throws up a pass to Bradley. It's behind him, gets knocked away and goes out of bounds. Williams Goss played the point guard for the Stars when they went down to Vegas this year and won the showcase, which he's on a two-way, he's on an NBA deal, so all the other guys made a bunch of money out of it. He was the kind of key uh, piece of that point guard lineup. Here's Johnson in the lane, fading back over Bradley, missing rebound, out of bounds. Pirtle and Bradley battling for it, goes off. The Spurs, and in, this is a great example of what we've been talking about. So Jarrell Brantley's getting 20-some on Mystic. Jakob Pirtle's an NBA center. Brantley right there is boxing out. You learn a lot right there just in that moment. And there was another moment today where Brantley drove and Pirtle was there and he, and he passed instead of shot. Like, you're learning things. Here's Brantley inside, stepping through, laying it up and in. These are majorly important minutes for players and minutes that can't be equaled in any other way. Samanich for a three right side, equally as important to Luka Samanich. But Johnson, Pirtle, Walker, and Murray are all rotation players who will play nearly 2,000 minutes next year for the Spurs. So these are big minutes. Williams Goss, left side. Started his college career at Washington, then transferred to Gonzaga. Works the left baseline. Swings up top to... Niang over to One, driving, left-hand floater, air ball. Rebound to Walker. Walker puts the accelerator down, finds Murray, left corner, Johnson. And he stepped out of bounds with the back step of the baseline drive. One of the Jazz goals coming into the bubble was to get minutes for their young guys and learn. And if the Jazz can hit, in rotation players on a few of these as late second round draft picks. It's masterful work by the front office. It really helps though, David, with, with the G League team being right here. Oh, absolutely. Great work. Oregon, you know, Millers have committed a lot of money to this for the player development. It's paying off. Williams Goss misses the three. Here comes Murray on the push. Long dribbles out in front, a little out of control. Brantley picks him up. Over to Walker. Walker attacks, hangs. Bradley blocks the shot. Nice job by Tony. That's $50 courtesy of the Cypress Credit Union for every block shot this year. And we donated the Community Recreation Association, a nonprofit organization that provides funding for youth and communities to participate in sports and other extracurricular activities. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Bradley checks out. Tony today, 14 minutes, 9 points, 2 rebounds. Oh, wait, that's Brantley. Bradley today... Six points, ten rebounds, one assist. Nice job by Tony. Go ahead, Ron. Sorry about that. Well, there was a perfect example there, and I know, of, of guys not using the hand that they should in certain situations. 
Morgan defending Pirtle in the post. Shot no good. Morgan nicely knocks the rebound away. And Williams Goss grabs the rebound. Boy, this league is hard. You watch these guys. They're trying to get in this league. Try to make it. You can just see how hard it is to play in this league. They're doing a good job. Morgan, another one. The Jazz found out of Indiana. Had a great camp with them. Summer league. They really like what they saw. Well, I think they find out how hard you have to work to stay here mm -hmm. in order to be good, uh, to get that playing time. Niang, who did all that work, got cut by Indiana, spent time in the G League. Here's Morgan, hard left-hand drive. Nice pass across the way to right Foreman. Rotation finds Niang, throwing a pass down low. Morgan got into rebounding position. It goes out of bounds. Yeah. And won't be upset because he made the pass. He'll be upset because he passed up the three-point shot. 6.24 left, 74-64. Yang turns to Quinn's my bet. George yeah. taking eight threes already. They has 11 points, leads the Jazz. Four guys with 11. The Jazz got 33 attempts. Pirtle driving, hard right hand. And he's fouled by Morgan. Jazz Donovan Mitchell played the first quarter. He had 11 points, four rebounds, and three assists. Was great. Clarkson played 14 minutes, had 11 points. Joe and Royce played about 11, 12 minutes. Jazz lead it by 10. They'll play at 11:30. There's Mike Conley sitting with Rudy Gobert. He has not played today. Pirtle. So the bubblegum chewer on the team is who? Oh, I don't know. We always Donovan, have the gum. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan is definitely <laughs> high on that list. But he's always putting fresh bubble gum in his mouth. You have, know, have you found bubble gum that lasts a long time? Like, I know they all say their long taste lasts. So like, what are those? Like, who's got the lo We don't have any bubble gum sponsors. Who's got the longest lasting taste? Feel free to tweet us. The other day was about banana cream pie. Now we moved on to no, really. You love. You do love your bubble issues. But, but that's because you. Long, that's because you find every way to get sugar you possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to out you on that. But. Hey, no, I'm not afraid to say that is my weakness. Tucker works off a of Morgan pick to the baseline. In and out dribble. Big steps. Clicks out to Niang. Started by Pirtle. Puts it on the deck. Drives at Jakob with a right hand ladle scoop up and in. A little Joe Ingles move right there for George Niang. 76-66, Jazz by 10. Walker and delayed out to Johnson, who's had a great bubble stretch. Misses the three, Niang with a good screen out for the rebound up in front to right Foreman. Lobbing ahead to Morgan, tough catch, falling out of bounds, saves it. Niang has to save it, back to right, Williams-Goss. We settle things down, he crosses over drive, stops, holds the pivot foot, puts it off the window, no. Metu knocks Morgan to the ground and the rebound comes down to the Spurs. 76-66, Jazz by 10. Walker, big step to the lane, misses wildly. And Tucker comes down the other way. This is not particularly good basketball right now. One on two break. Tucker rises to the rim and lays it up and in. Timeout, Greg Popovich. It was inevitable that Quinn or Greg Popovich was going to call a timeout to stop this game from proceeding anymore like it looked like it was in Venice Beach or one of the other parks where you wander around and find tent guys playing ball. And that's where we had kind of got to. Uh, we'll keep it here, 5.05 left on this timeout here in the quarter. Tonight's game summary brought to you by America First Credit Union. You get the finest and financial services from Utah's number one credit union. America First, Jazz led it 41-24 at the end of one. Stretched it out to 61-50 and now lead it 78-66. And one of the big things that we've been talking about is the minutes played for this G League group that the Jazz developed. They had, was good, they and the Wisconsin Herd led the G League this year. 
Jazz took away all the honors. And so today, we're adding on to these minutes played, and these are just incredibly important minutes against NBA talent. They're better than summer league minutes. They're better than, and the Jazz have used this bubble time beautifully. Juwan Morgan has been injured, but so add on, Ron. Mia Oni has played 17 minutes today, so he's up to 90 NBA minutes in the bubble. Jarrell Brantley, who we're seeing all sorts of skills from today, is now up to 68 NBA minutes in the bubble. Ray, excuse me, Rajon Tucker adding another seven on today. So he's up to 67 minutes. And this is just such, it's no scenario where you ever could have gotten to see this much out of your players. 78-66, right block met to her mid block, guarded by Brantley. Can he guard a big man? Step back jumper, no good. Brantley lets it go out of bounds. Jarrell Brantley in the G League had some really interesting games. Where he did exactly what we're seeing today, he played with the ball in his hands. Now, Williams Goss is playing the point guard right now, but for a while today, Brantley was. Tucker swings back to Williams Goss. Williams Goss gets a pick from Brantley, goes away from it, drives to the basket, beats the man, but missed the layup. Jawan Morgan's there to finish it. Nice job. That's what Morgan did a lot of this year. High percentage shooter, plays his position, trying to develop the three. Johnson, crab dribbles through the defense, and I think they'll call that a travel. Now Morgan doesn't seem to be concerned about that knee. Is Popovich calling another timeout? Yeah, a timeout fest. We're not going home yet. We're going to stay here as long as we can. 4.15 left in the third, 80 to 66. That'll be really something when Popovich takes the timeout and takes the technical like Carlisle has on numerous occasions. When he decides the timeout is worth the technical. That's always a, that, you know a coach is mad when they're willing to do that, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I wonder if we've had anybody tell us what bubble gum holds the most. I mean, that's really. So what bubble gums are out there? They get, you got bubble well, you got issues. And I'm a Trident guy. We're talking about bubble gum, and you go to Trident. Well, that's just because it's sugar-free, and I mean, my father-in-law is like the lead periodontist in the world, so like <laughs> I'm not like, you know, there are some limitations on what I can do in this house. You get the sugar out of it and spit it out. What bubblegums last there the longest? Is, it's bubblicious, and, and there's another hubba bubble. Is that right? Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, okay. There's a... I always, the big joke in the family is that whenever I like a flavor, it'll shortly there be discontinued. Like, there was a mint mojito I thought was the greatest thing ever, and then I suddenly walked into a store one day, and they were all on sale. And I was like, oh, that means they Brantley straight away three well short. And I was like, that means that they're going to discontinue them all. So I bought like five box, full boxes of them. I bought out the store. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, they're going to clearly discontinue. She goes, of course, it's terrible. You're the only person <laughs> in the world who likes it. So for a long time, that was my gum. Nobody else had it because I bought it all. Here's Bellinelli, gets to the free throw line, pull up jumper on a foul by Wright Foreman who reached in. Jazz have Williams, Goss, Wright Foreman, Tucker, Brantley and Morgan on the floor. 
Granger oh. High School player tests positive. Football. Oh, wow. Mm. Hope that doesn't lead to shutting down our high school sports. Hopefully they have some systems in play for that. You just got clearly got a phone notification on that. I did. Later today, Portland will play Brooklyn. If Portland wins, it'll be Memphis and Portland in the play-in. Portland is the eight seed, which means that they only have to win one. Memphis would have to win two. Tucker drives the lane and misses. 80 to 67, Lonnie Walker penetrates all the way coast to coast for the layup, nobody stopped him. Jazz will play Monday against Denver 11.30. Williams Goss chests it up top to Morgan. Both parents military members. Top to Williams Goss. Left side Tucker, catch and shoot three, little long. Rebound comes down to Eubanks. Tucker's three-point shooting today, 0 for 2. Eubanks, oh, got Jarrell Brantley leaning one way, and Jarrell fell awkwardly, and he lays it up plus the foul. Well, he looked like he was getting ready to brace himself for the bump there by Eubanks, and he lost his footing. Goes right down to the floor. Jarrell had one experience in this time period. This, again, this is what is so valuable, right? He isolated out front on Rudy Gay, got down into his defensive crouch. He was all ready. You could see he was fired up. He reached, and Rudy Gay went, right by him and jammed it home. And like, you cannot reach on an NBA player ever. They will kill you. The guys you are playing in this league are so great. It's just incredible. 80 to 71, Jazz by nine, 303 left in the third. Morgan hands to Williams, Goss at the top by the Jazz logo that is, I think, put on the floor by graphics, not actually there. Tucker driving with contact, finishes with the right hand. Tucker's small, but so strong, he's able to play off contacts, taking a lot of free throws here. Left wing, Walker. Jabs right, goes left, nice defense by Brantley, cuts him off, swings to mid-range to Eubanks, guarded by Morgan, holding himself, misses the hook shot, offensive rebound, Eubanks back up, and Eubanks will get two free throws. Boy, it really looked like Morgan's arm was straight up in the air. And Eubank was very upset because he thought he was fouled earlier. So he got very aggressive on Morgan going to the basket there. Ron, I've watched something on Morgan. He did it well once and he didn't do it well once. It's just a natural NBA skill for NBA players that is like where I talk about how great players are. So he's bodying up on him, right? He's defending. He's in his, he's hard on him. And Eubanks is bumping him back in. And he comes in, he flips a shot. And somehow you have to flip around immediately, turn around and get that rebound. Like, that is, like, that's what Rudy's so great at. Like, Alex Jensen was, when Rudy was really young, we were on a bus, I think, in New York, and Alex Jensen said to me, watch Rudy's multiple actions on a possession defensively. There are, nobody else in the world can make as many actions. So Morgan's, you got to defend, and then you got to turn it through. Like, that's really hard. Here's right Foreman, lobs inside to Morgan, can't catch it, ball comes out to, Met two of the Spurs with a Jazz up 11. He loses the dribble out of bounds, and it rolls right by Johnny Bryant, Vince LaGarza, and our other friends we miss so much. What did Walt Frazier say about something like that? Sometimes you dribble the ball, and sometimes it dribbles you. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Playoffs start Monday, 11.30 on Monday. The Utah Jazz will play the... 
Denver Nuggets. Big time series. Left-hand dribble for Brantley. Hesitation, drive, puts it off the window too hard. Offensive rebound, Morgan, he's fouled. Juwan Morgan's gonna like be Ennis Canner and just grab every offensive rebound. Morgan, like, he did a good, it's, it's, it's what he did in the G League. I think he shot about 72%, did Juwan Morgan. Because he was just grabbing rebounds and putting them in. And on a four-man stretch floor, that is a value. Well, you had him at 55% that he has for the year, so. In the NBA, right? In the NBA, yes. Brantley in the corner, fakes the pass, then hooks a pass up top, it gets deflected, Tucker runs it down, steps into a three as the shot clock expires and rips the court. Now, uh, this is what I'm seeing here with him. He gets great elevation on his jump shot, and I like that it's soft, because a lot sometimes it, you get up that high, it's not as soft. Oh, that's as interesting. Think. Why is that? I, I'm not really sure, but he gets great elevation on his shot, on his jump shot. Eighty-five, seventy-four. Here's Tucker. Beautiful ball fake into the lane, taking contact with the left hand at the rim. Finishes. It's nice. Royce O'Neal loving the left hand action on the on the bench. Eighty-seven, seventy-four. Jazz by thirteen. We have a minute left in the third. Sominich driving into Morgan in the foul. Morgan had lost his man helping out. He's trying to recover. So he gets back in position and find out he wasn't in position. <laughs> By the way, I overstretched it. Morgan shot 60% in the G League. Did get two and a half offensive rebounds a game, though. Average 14 points. Lucas Samanich. Another Spurs European prospect. 10 points, three rebounds, two assists. They have five of them on the team. and This kid's a rookie, isn't he? He is. They have some high hopes for him. He's from Croatia. He's a shooter. And they've used the bubble time for him. 19th pick of the 2019 draft. He's a vital member of the U18 Croatian team that won the European Championship. Right Foreman drives, gets blocked. Here comes Murray on the push. Leaves it behind for Bellinelli. 30 seconds left in the third. Left block, Semenich drop steps. Morgan cuts him off, loses his balance, throws a high pass to Eubanks in the corner. Post to Matu, guarded by Brantley. Beautiful slice inside, but a missed block by Eubanks. Morgan went through the rim to block the shot. They didn't call the goaltend, but a follow layup up and in by the Spurs with 16 seconds left in the quarter. Tucker. Wants Samanich one-on-one. Morgan will come up and set the pick, though. Tucker will use the pick to his right. Now retreats out, spins, and dribbles out the clock. Timeout on the floor. We've got 12 minutes of basketball left in the regular season that started in October. And finishes in an empty, vivid, smart home arena for us and in the bubble in Orlando for the players. What a year it has been. One certainly not to be forgotten, both on the floor and off. Jazz bite the score of 87-77. Mike Wells joins us. And Mike, actually, I, I, I'm going to throw you another curveball to start off the conversation. You you worked in San Antonio and in Houston and been around a lot of different. Just 
give us a perspective on Pop. I, I, I think we'll see him again, obviously, but you never know, right? Like he's, you know, he's done yeah. a lot of this and his wife passed a few years ago and he's got life choices to make and the world's different than it once was. So uh, just give us a perspective on Pop as we head into the final 12 minutes of this game. Yeah, I think you got to just appreciate his greatness. Uh, really just such a, a brilliant coach. Uh, no matter, I, I think, whatever he chose to do in life, he was going to be successful. Just so um, calm, um, down to earth, uh, has a really, really good sense of people and what they're going through, um, whether it's his starting point guard or, you know, the 12th or 13th man on the bench. Uh, I always felt like he was dialed in to what his players were feeling um, and, you know, maybe one of his greatest assets. and. From a coaching perspective, uh, he could really be hard and get on a guy. Um, and then in the same timeout, in the same huddle, he would be bringing that player back in and not allowing him to separate, um, which was really an amazing thing to watch in some of those really, really big, uh, tight playoff games. Um, but uh, I hope he comes back. But as you said, you know, I think uh, you never know. And, uh, it's been great to watch him, and it's just obviously it was great to work for him. Mike Wells, Jazz assistant with us, has been giving us an amazing insight in the bubble uh, during the Jazz run in the bubble. It's been great to have him on our broadcast. Jazz have Wright Foreman, Williams Goss, Brantley, One, and uh, on the floor. I think I just got five guys there, but it's very similar to the group that won in Vegas and gave the Stars that championship. They lead 89-80. Let's talk a little Denver. You prepped for him the other day. What's your thoughts on the upcoming series? Well, I think it's all, uh, you know, it's matchups with Denver. Um, I, number one, I think they're a great team. I think they're really, really good. They're really big. Uh, there's a reason why they've been one of the best teams in the Western Conference the last couple of years. So you've got to understand who your opponent is. And, uh, you know, they play with a seven-foot point guard out there that's one of the most elite, unique players I've ever seen. So um, those wings and those guards um, – uh, they bring size, length, and athleticism, and they're guys that come off the Brent bench, uh, you know, have better in poise, and they have roles, and I think they have defined roles. So it'll be a very, very interesting matchup for us. I, I'm excited about uh, really digging into this stuff and uh, um, having playoff games. Jarrell Brantley penetrates, kicks back out to Oni. Oni's three is good. Jarrell Brantley's got himself... Five assists tonight. Mia One with his four, second three. One is now seven of 17 from three in the bubble. I want to ask that, Mike, that's, Yeah. I want to ask you a question, Ever. Before there was a point center, Yoki, there, there was a point forwards. Now, can you go yes. back and remember the first time start using the term point forward? What player? For me, this would be probably, you know, before you Rudy Tomjanovich and Houston would always talk about Jelly being Bryant. Um, that's Kobe's dad, who he he thought, you know, could really handle the ball at kind of a forward and, and was a passing four man. Um, you know, I think Lamar Odom was that when I coached with the Lakers. Um, you know, I'm skipping some guys there, Boone, and I know Anthony you're going to fill Mason. it in. How about Anthony Mason? Anthony, absolutely. Anthony Mason's a great name, absolutely. 
Um, you know, a different build, but very, one? very similar to JB, right? Yes, um, absolutely, yeah. Um, what about you know, Paul Presley? JB, was it Paul Presley in Milwaukee? He played for Milwaukee, yeah. Did he play point forward? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guys that were so big, and, you know, I think I mentioned this before, you know, Rudy used to just talk about those guys changed the game, so – and it's a different position, but JB's natural instinct is to be a passer. He's a very skilled ball handler, dribbler, and passer. He sees the floor exceptionally well, and when he drives the paint, a lot of times he is thinking, I'm going to pass this and get an assist, and he's a guy that gets more joy out of maybe an assist than he does a bucket, um, which is unique, right? Um, He's been really really, uh, fun to kind of work with, and uh, um, get to know a little bit, and uh, but he when he's dialed in, he's making passes. This and he's basically playing point guard right now. Uh, this might not be a fair comparison. Could he be a bench Draymond Green? So a five, but he runs the offense. I think it, uh, why not, right? Why uh, not? Uh, I think he's a unique player. I don't know. You know, the game's going as. Boone, please jump in on this one, but it's going so positionless at times that, you know, I'm watching him dribble the ball up and start the offense. So uh, who knows? Um, you know, P.J. Tucker plays the five in Houston, so why not? Brantley rebounds, brings it to the front court, surveys the scene, goes behind his back, comes in the lane, attacks the rack, and oh lays it up and in. Uh-huh. It was very athletic move there. They all expect him to pass, I guess. He went right to it. <laughs> Brantley's got 11 points, three rebounds, and five assists. Samanich hits the three. Spurs have a Austin lineup, Austin-ish lineup on the floor as well. Let's make sure we're just being perfectly clear about the matchup right now. We'll come back with more. Mike, you can can you do a little more with us? Sure, absolutely. Mike will come back with more. We have a timeout on the floor. Jazz 96, Spurs 85 on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz leading 96-85, 8.23 left in the season. Playoffs start 11.30 on Monday for the Jazz against the Denver Nuggets. And Mike Wells is along with us talking about some of that. Jazz assistant coach. Mike, ball comes to the high top of the key. Jokic gets it. Jamal Murray gets a pin down. He comes around for handoff one. If it's not there, he flips back and gets handoff two. And if he doesn't there, he comes back for handoff three. In the meantime, Jokic is backing up every single time. And now this last handoff is like at the free throw line or below, and Murray's attacking the rim, and Jokic is rolling. And what do you possibly do to defend that play? Well, obviously you're hitting on, you know that they run more handoffs than any team in the league, right? <laughs> Is that where you're going I'm on? going that they run more uh, handoffs. And you, you mentioned it earlier, by the way, just people missed it earlier. There's a statistic called team shit percentage of the time you have the ball on your team. Jokic is number one in the NBA. He has the ball for the Nuggets more than Harden does for the Rockets, more than Doncic does for Dallas. 24% of the time, Jokic has the ball in his hands, the most of any player in the NBA. How about that? Like that's that. Yeah, and and their whole offense, their offense is key to uh, you know having get the ball in the trail position or to getting the ball at the elbow, which is you know two of the hardest places to guard a five man 
Um, when he's at the top of the key and he's always passing it to the wing, we call that a big above situation. We like to pin those, uh, pin those uh, pick and rolls to the sideline. But when he's above the ball, it's hard to trap the ball or turn him to the baseline because he's a three-point threat. So it's pulling your weak side in and putting you in rotations. And then when he's at the elbow, he's going to run dribble handoffs to the corner. And, um, you know, you've got to be – diligent on your footwork on that guy coming off the handoff of going over or under on the handoff at the point of the screen. So that's going to be the series, uh, how we handle those handoffs and how we can, you know, defend Jokic. 197 14 left. All right, I've got my other big question that I have to ask you that I don't get to on the air because I don't get to talk to you until in the game. Tory Craig has done a great job on Donovan. How does he combat that? I think like last time, I think you've got to be really aggressive and you have to attack Torian Craig downhill. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before that game with Denver. But uh, those long athletic guys that can kind of defend you in the front, can be on your hip and defend you and even bother you from behind, when they are in front of you, you've got to drive them. Uh, don't go side to side. Don't dance with the ball. Um, and the best thing that you can do is make them defend without fouling. Um, and putting pressure on that player and putting pressure on the rim. Mike Wells, you have been terrific. We are excited for the playoffs. You might hear from me in the next three days. Just ignore me. Just know I can't keep still. <laughs> Call anytime, Locke. Okay, you're the best, Wellsy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, take, take care, guys. 102.93, Utah Jazz play-by-play -play proudly presented by Golden West Credit Union. Right now, Golden West Credit Union get a home equity line of credit for .99 APR fix for up to 11 months. Apply online at gwcu.org. Rajon Tucker is back at the free throw line again. This is where this kid lives. It's impressive. He's done this throughout the bubble ball. He gets his third free throw. He's got 16 points to lead the Jazz. This guy averaged, th scored 30 in five straight G League games before the Jazz signed him run. Rajon Tucker puts the ball in the hoop. Well, he is so athletic and, and very offensive-minded. Um, he's a scorer. Uh, he has a variety of shots strictly because he has great elevation on when he drives to the basket. So he has time to do a few different things. Morgan's going to end up fouling out of this ballgame. They give you six, you might as well use them, right? Might as well. Jazz 103, Spurs 93. Jazz start the playoffs against the Denver Nuggets Monday at 1130. Ron, what's your thoughts about this one? Well, I'm excited for the playoffs, first of all. And uh, just this is going to be a test for the Jazz, I, I think. I think defensively, you've heard Quinn talk about uh, it's going to start with defense and defending this team. Uh, I don't think it's going to be so much Jokic that we need to defend. We need to defend those other guys. You know, it's interesting, Ron. When Gobert's been guarding Jokic, the Nuggets' offensive rating, only for three right side rattles out, has not been very good. Jokic's numbers are okay. He shot 53%. But they've been able to shut down the other guys when Rudy's been able to guard Jokic one-on-one. 103-97 as DeJounte Murray puts in another two. He's got 12. Spurs starters for today, which is a limited group, playing a lot of minutes right now. Another three, no good. Offensive rebound, Oni gives to Morgan. Right side, Williams-Goss lines it up, fires, misses badly. And the rebound comes down to the Spurs. Here's Murray, six foot five, third year player. Tore his ACL and lost part of a season. Knocked away by Oni. Fast break the other way. Mia rises and hammers with the right hand. Ends the Spurs 9-2 run. 
Mia's got himself 10 points. Spurs with it, 5.30 left, Jazz by eight. Walker, second year player out of Miami, Florida, swings up top to Murray, right side to the veteran Bellinelli as he playing his final NBA minutes. Back cuts and it's stolen by Williams-Goss. Nice, nice read, nice read. Here's Williams-Goss, leaves it for right Foreman. The left-hander out of Hofstra, top to Williams-Goss. Back to right Foreman. He'll fire the three, no good. Rebound comes down to six foot Jante, five Jante Murray, who's got 12 rebounds today. Now 13. Murray left side, guarded by Morgan, who's got himself five fouls. He'll rise into a 16-foot jumper. He'll miss it, but a jam followed by Metu makes it a six-point game with 4.54 left. Metu going to the free throw line as well. Out of USC. Terrell Brantley checks in. Wright Foreman checks out. Uh, see who plays. I think Nigel Williams-Goss will play point guard for the final 450. Brantley, 11 minutes, three rebounds, six assists, 24 minutes. A bunch of, when we went to the bubble, I don't think the Jazz coaching staff would have been ready to put Oni or Brantley into a ball game. Or Tucker in the playoffs. And I think they are now. And that's incredible growth. Brantley, right corner, three, short. He's short when he misses, isn't he, Ron? Yes, he, he really is. And I'm, I'm glad you noticed that, too, because uh, I'm going to start watching his extension to see where his release point is at. Eubanks gets down, Eubanks gets down low on Oni and draws. All right, wait, take me through the shooting fundamentals. You, you, you're so knowledgeable. So you, when you think short, you're thinking... What is it you're looking to see? Your your first instinct when someone's short is what's going on? I mean, his extension is not here, here. Your, your people say, boy, he needs to get a little more air underneath his shot, more uh, elevation. A lot of people think you have to shoot it higher. It's, it, I think, in the way I've always taught it, your follow-through needs to be higher. If that's higher, you're going to get it. Okay. Oh. And all of a sudden, this is a ball game. 105-102. Jazz by three. Oni right side, Williams-Goss drives the baseline, puts his shoulder on the defender, pump fakes twice, lays it up and in. Brantley at college didn't come, no surprise, as Walker, excuse, yes, as Lonnie Walker misses, Tucker Rio. Didn't start as a three-point shooter. He took one a game in his first as a freshman. Williams Goss, three straight away, rattles home. 107, 110, 102. 15 three of the game by the Jazz on 45 attempts. Mountain America Credit Union donates another hundred dollars. Samanich, mid-block left, Eubanks. Drew Eubanks. We've seen him a lot in the Spurs Summer Leagues. Downloaded Metu. We've also seen a lot in the Summer League. Shot no good. Rebound tapped by Oni out to Tucker. Tucker comes to the right side with a build of a running back or a fullback. He is so strong and powerful. Over to a defensive end, Brantley. Gives to Oni. Straight drive to the lane. Underhand scoop to Morgan who lays it up and in. Beautiful play. And that was a go and catch. That was the reason he was able to break the defense down so fast. He was already on the move before the ball got to him. That is today's WCF Insurance Efficiency Report brought to you by WCF Insurance. Remind you to be careful out there. Steal. Morgan on the run. Bounce pass ahead to Brantley. He hammers with a right hand. 
114-102, timeout. Donovan leading the crowd, having a great time with the youngsters. Donovan's the same age as these guys. These are his buddies. He loves watching them put this together. Like going to camp, huh? Yeah, it's like AAU. But, I mean, you really think about the age on these guys. Terrell Brantley played four years of college. He's the same age as Donovan. And putting it out there right now, and Donovan's the first one to meet he and Mia One. As Oni's played very well as also. 114-102. For Nuggets. Donovan's missed his first two shots in the unexpected start. He works inside. Beautiful ball fake. Clips it up and in. The first two for the rookie from Louisville. Back out to Murray for three. And Denver continues to rip the cords. Wow, Plumley and Favors just got into it. They push each other. Plumley comes after Favors. Players are being separated. Plumley's gone into the crowd. Right side, Donovan. Catch and shoot three. A career high, 46. Jokic comes again. It's got Donovan on a mismatch. He curls to the basket, attacks Rudy, and scores. Nikola Jokic. Harris in the corner, drives to Gobert, hands to Jokic, blocked by Rudy! Oh, the last few years, including Donovan's first ever appearance when Rodney Hood got sick before the opening tip, and Donovan ended up starting the game. Great highlight run through there. And the Jazz and the Nuggets, 11.30 on Monday, will be our game one of that playoff series. Clippers and Dallas will match up. Lakers will play the winner of the Portland if Portland wins tonight, Portland-Memphis play-in game. And Oklahoma City and Houston with no Russell Westbrook. The West playoffs are set, waiting for that play-in game. Jazz of the basketball, they lead it 114-104. Tucker on a tight curl, runs into the defense and is fouled again. Jawan Morgan a moment ago had a steal and then a beautiful bounce pass out to Jarrell Brantley. And the bounce pass he threw from his left shoulder across his body Back to Brantley for the dunk. The steal was by Rajon Tucker, and that's our defensive play of the game, brought to you by Vivint All is Well. High pick and roll. Brantley, ball fakes a three, drives in the lane, lost the ball, he's fouled. You know, we talk about the players in the bubble. The officials are in the bubble as well. Scott Foster, the jazz official here, leading the pickleball tournaments. Says he's the number one ranked pickleball player there is. Yeah, I was just wondering about the pickleball. He's been leading the pickleball tournaments. Inbound to Brantley. 12 on the shot clock. He's in the right corner. Holds the left pivot foot. Waits for a pick from Morgan. Hesitates. Chested up top to Foreman. White Foreman dropped it. Back to Brantley. He's got to go one-on-one -on -one with three on the clock. He drives the left hand. Power move. Folds. Play, falls back with the right hand and misses the shot. Sorry. Here comes Murray. Loses the dribble again. Turnover again. Jazz with another steal. Tucker on the push. Tucker through the lane. Tucker attacks the rack. Boy, he gets up in a hurry. That was off one foot right there, Ron. That was different. That was something else. Rajon Tucker, open floor to the rack, got up, drew the foul. And Rajon Tucker will get free throws four and five of this game. And his free throw numbers are so impressive. Rajon Tucker, will, this will be his 17th and 18th free throws in the bubble. Well, he's a driver that draws contact. Guys like that get to the free throw line. Donovan Mitchell was not that way when he first joined the, joined the team. Tucker's first free throw is good. Second free throw is good. And maybe most importantly, he's 15 of 17 on those free throws. One sixteen, one oh four. 
Lonnie Walker has played 32 minutes, has 15 points, three rebounds, four assists on six of 14 shooting. Swings up top to Kendall Johnson, the rookie out of Kentucky, driving in the lane of foul on Wright Foreman. Wright Foreman's played 15 minutes today. He's one of five. Rajon Tucker has played 23 minutes, has 18 points on six of 12. Brantley's played 27 minutes, has 13 points, four rebounds, six assists. Juwan Morgan's played 20 minutes, six points, three rebounds, and Mia Oni, 10 points, two rebounds, two assists in 26 minutes. And Oni was only averaging about nine minutes a game up until this point. Oni will play over 100 minutes in these eight games in the bubble. And I think it's going to be of the Jazz taking their threes. 46 of 100. One, hey, we're going to do a math here. We're helping you out. A little schooling. Distance learning. 116, 108. 54 seconds left. Right Foreman. Comes to the right side. Hesitates. One on one. Pull back jumper. Got it. He's got a great mid-range game. How crafty can he be? Can he be a, a, a distributor? Kendall Johnson works himself in the lane. Scores it. 33 seconds left in a season that started with a win over Oklahoma City. Rudy Gobert had two game time winning blocks. Boyan Bogdanovich had two game winning threes. One against Milwaukee, one against Houston. Right Foreman throws it away. Fast break the other way and a foul on the Jazz with 20 seconds left. And the Jazz will finish the year 44 and 28. And play Denver in the first round Monday at 11.30. Follow me on Twitter at Lockdown Sports if you'd like more stats, more details, more notes than you ever could imagine in the next... 72 hours. Not even that. Yeah, about that. I'm going to watch every shot that Jokic took against us, Ron. I'm going to watch every shot Donovan Mitchell took against Torrey Craig. I'm going to have figured it out. Playoff basketball. So fun. You'll watch the one foot fade away. Figure out. Full court pressure by the Spurs. Jazz get it across. Shot clock is off. The season comes to the end for the San Antonio Spurs, and they will end the season for, on the final game of the regular season for the first time since 1996-97. It's an incredible accomplishment for Greg Popovich and the Spurs. Over 1,200 games, what, as a matter of fact, 1,277. So now 1,278. Pop and career. Quinn take a moment. Share a laugh. What a run for Greg Popovich. No indications or signs that it's over, but the world's a different place, and you never know. And that has been quite a career as a head coach. Maybe this side of Red Auerbach, the greatest coaching career the NBA has ever seen. Phil, jo Phil Johnson probably would have something to say about that as well. Patty Mills and Joe Ingles, best of friends. Take a moment on midcourt. And the Jazz win it, 118-112. And joined now by Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Guys, you know, talking to Quinn today in the coaches show, 
He said he viewed it as a new season, and when you run through it, I really think the Jazz had four goals going into the bubble. And the four goals, one was to discover a new starting lineup, right? Because Boyan's gone. Right. And Boyan, as, as you may recall, had played virtually every minute with Rudy Gobert. So it meant they had to actually rebuild the, in, there, there was no lineup data. There was nothing really there for them. The fact is that as Donovan Mitchell is about to give an ice water bath out of a cup to Rajon Tucker. Um, got him good. Got him really good. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, I think that the, what you, what you, they had to really, they really had to rebuild their entire rotation. So you start with a starting lineup. Then they wanted to change, you know, I thought Mike Wells was fascinating on our broadcast today saying, Hey, we had three months. It was long enough. We, we looked at our roster. We had 60 games worth of data to figure out how we could get better and time to fix it. Usually during a season, you're just trying to figure out your next game against the opponent. You can't make those adjustments. Right. You don't practice a lot. So we tried to figure out what we need to do better, how we should be a better team. We wanted to become faster. We wanted to play more catch-and-shoot threes. We wanted to take more threes. They completely change. They want to force more turnovers defensively, be more aggressive defensively. They're willing to foul more. Um, they completely changed who they were, both offensively and defensively. Then I think it was to find a bench unit, but I don't, and I don't know that they have found that, frankly. Um, and then the last one that was really interesting to me, and, I, and I'll be honest, I was tipped off to this a little, probably two or three weeks before they went to the bubble in some conversations with people, that the Jazz had really assessed that these were better minutes than you could get anywhere else for their young players. And they had these four guys in Brantley, Morgan, Oni, and uh, Tucker. And they want to see if they could get them 60 minutes. If you played them 60 minutes, you know, they didn't just find that. I kind of made that up. But, like, hey, if you got them four games of 15 minutes each, you'd have a pretty good data of whether they can play or not. Now, this last one wasn't as good as some others. But I'd say that the Jazz went three for four on goals accomplished, and we're just going to have to see whether they can figure out what they're going to do in the bench in the playoffs. You know, it's it, it's kind of funny, David, as you were talking about the time off to prepare to uh, to tackle some of these problems. I, I thought of a comparison with, with Kyle Whittingham, right? He was so good or is so good in bowl games and uh, so good in, in bye weeks. His record is just terrific. It's amazing when you give a good coaching staff time to prepare, even in unique circumstances, you know, they're often pretty good. Jake, I think the bowl game is a really good example because you will often see football teams change who they are. Yeah. By the time they play a bowl game, right, they'll suddenly change their offense or run something new or, or do something of that nature. Um, but on, on the other side of it, I think that they, you know, th I think that's a really good, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, and I, I think we've seen a lot of, of really good things. Uh, yeah, I think you're right on the money, how they – if the bench can hold up in this playoff series uh, for the the little time that uh, that they're required to, I think it's going to be a big deal. And and Gordon, uh, I heard David breaking this down. I can't remember what quarter you were talking about, David. By the way, it's so nice to have your broadcast timed up with the with the TV. It's great. I get to listen to the whole thing. But you, you were talking about the the stats. Uh, with Jokic and how when Rudy and Jokic are on the floor at the same time, the Jazz actually have a, a higher plus-minus, right? It's that yep. it's those few minutes when Jokic is on the floor when Rudy is not. The Denver is just dominated. I mean, it's little stuff like that. If if they can get that bench unit to give them just enough not to, I don't want to use the term blow it, but but to, to stay in the game, that's going to be absolutely critical. 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, uh, Jazz, I think, are plus. depends on what metric you use, but I have them as plus plus six. So uh, one quick note. Uh, Safe Light Auto Glass all year long has been the master of the glass rebounding program, and they gave $5 for the team's leading rebounder. Rudy Gobert led the team in rebounds with 916. So wow. five times 916 <laughs> thanks to Safe Light Auto Glass. All cool. proceeds benefit the neighborhood house. All right. Uh, we'll go to Quinn Snyder who's addressing the, the media. Well, I think, you know, I don't think anyone got a chance to see him play as much this year as we have, um, you know, these last few weeks. Um, but they, they were, they play together. You know, I think they play hard. And, you know, Nigel did a great job tonight, um, you know, running the team. And they care. You know, they play the right way. They play defense. They've done that you know, throughout the course of the year. And, and they're staying focused on that. I thought we had a little stretch there where we kind of got outside ourselves. But, um, went on a great run right after that by getting stops, and uh, they're willing to move the ball and they make each other better. Uh, ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, you've seen this Spurs run now over the last 22 years inside the organization and out. You talked to Greg Popovich after the game. What, what was that like, and what's it like being a part of this? Well, I mean, I, you can't say enough about the Spurs. Obviously, you know, Coach Pop. It, I couldn't fill up the, the time or the question. Um, they've been the premier franchise in the NBA for a long time. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, you've, um, you've had some time uh, on the coaching staff with Paul Millsap underneath you. And I'm wondering kind of what your memories are of him and what you know of him as a player and a competitor. Well, just have the utmost respect for Paul, um, the way he approaches the game. Uh, I think his his preparation, you know, is at the highest level. And that's why he's been as good as he's been for as long as he's been. Uh, you know, defensively, no one's got better hands. Um, offensively, he can score any number of ways. He can post you up. He can stretch the floor and shoot. He can drive the ball. So. He's a special player, and uh, I was fortunate to have a chance to be around him even for a short period of time. It looks like our last question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Coach, now that uh, now that you've made it through these seating games and, and everyone other than maybe Ed seems pretty healthy and uh, you've, you've had a chance to kind of evaluate the younger guys a bit, where does your focus turn to going forward immediately now with uh, with with Denver coming up on Monday? Well, I think just that you know you're focused now. The the regular season it's it's been strange to think that there's a regular season that's over, but that's where we are. And um, you know, looking you're looking forward, and in our case, um, getting prepared to play Denver and uh, trying to do some of the same things that, that we've been doing, and we think. Um, you know, help us be successful. And then obviously, you know, trying to, to prepare for Denver. And they're, they're a terrific team. You know, they've shown that all year long. Uh, they're well coached. Um, their players know how to play together. Um, they've got some special players. And uh, we've got our work cut out for us, but we'll try to get prepared and get ready. All right, thanks for your time, Coach. Okay, you bet. All right, there you go. That's Quinn Snyder as the Jazz win their final game of the regular season over the Spurs, 118-112. to 112. We'll kick off Jazz game night, post-game show coming up next. Gordon John Monson will join us right here on the Jazz Radio Network.